Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your Huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Voice sounded good today. Feeling good. Kind of good. Looking good. Not feeling good, but the voice is good. That's all that matters, right? Welcome, everybody. It is Wednesday, October 26th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you live from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Streaming all over the land, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM locally here. We're on until 6 o'clock today. A uh, reminder, of course, if you want to get your MBA and feel like you're getting paid to do it in the process, only one place to go is the University of Louisville College of Business. For more information, visit business.louisville.edu. Excited about today's show. Walked in today and, by the way, Trevor Kelsey's here. Welcome. How are you, TK? Rocking the Taz t-shirt. Looking good. Ready for wrestling tonight? Yeah, a little wrestling tonight. You ready? Very ready. Could good. not be, You know, I got my fill of uh, TXM last night. What was the... What was the wrestling? Kinky last stuff you into, What man. was the wrestling last night? TKE. That's a fraternity. <laughs> AXM. What was it? I don't even want to say it now. Like <laughs> I don't know. This is like me. What? This is like me in the first, the early stages of doing Wordle. <laughs> a A A M A M Z. What was it? T M Z A S A P. CBS. NXT. NXT. I knew there was an X in there. I was right. You, yeah, you had that correct. I'm, I'm doing your thing. I was right, pretty much. There was an X in there. Vince loves those those little X's in the titles, right? Shout out to NXT. It was a nice wrestling night last night. But so, I didn't even watch it, to be honest with you. We were walking in today. We joke a lot about the YouTube cameras here. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, when I was first kind of being reeled in by the, the brass at the Big X, the Big X brass, the Big Wigs, the Big X Wigs, they brought me in to show me the studio, and they're like, you know, it's, it may not look like much, but we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to have YouTube cameras put in right here um, to stream the show. We want to have, like, our own YouTube channel where, you know, fans can watch you during the breaks and see how you guys are acting, and we're going to have those set up. It may not be, you know, if we hit our target date, which was at that point, I think mid-August, and we were pretty close to it. It ended up being, I think, a week later than they wanted. But, you know, by the time we get to football season, September 1st, I think was the first game that year. We're going to have the YouTube cameras up and rolling. We're going to be an interactive show, live streaming. People can follow all sorts of different ways. And, of course, here we are now, um, 15 months later, and we, we do not have YouTube cameras set up here. First, they should have taken you to the OG Studios before they showed you this one. They would have made I don't it, know. It might have made it look You know how I feel about the OG Studios. Well, <laughs> it's creepy, and it smells. <laughs> but it's what I love about it. It's got a charm, right? You say that. I think this place has a little bit more charm. I, I enjoy this place. Yeah, it's so normal. It's the lack here. of a smell. It's the lack of a smell that I enjoy more. It was definitely, it was definitely 
interesting to come here and see. I was like, oh, okay, we can work with this. That's fine. But the YouTube cameras, I was told that, and then I was also told, you know, you can also play audio off your computer. And you, you, that was my big thing. I was like, oh, great, I can cut audio myself. I don't have to worry about it. You were promised three things, YouTube camera, audio off computer, and a, and a, a coherent uh, board op to do the show with you. They had, they had plans for co-hosts, You are too. 0 for 3. We was, yeah, if you want to throw the co-host in there, 0 for 4. Like, <laughs> yeah. Any day now, we're going to be good. But uh, I, I was thinking when we walked in today, not necessarily to just the YouTube cameras, but I do wish that there was a visual element to this show. Because the visual of us walking in together today to the station was hilarious. First of all, you are a large man. I am a smaller man. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, always small, but especially right now. Which I'm, we already I'm, know makes a hit sitcom right exactly, there. Exactly. Robin Big. Uh, yeah. I'm Shaking the fat man. I'm also smaller right now than I think I've been at any point in my life since like senior year of high school. I'm as big as I've ever been in so, my life. So there you go. We're at, we're at the various uh, varying We're at our peaks. <laughs> I'm walking in today eating an apple. Like apple in hand, you're walking in cigarette in hand. Cigarette in mouth with the bat. In my hand was the the uh, my Arby's order, which I'm like saying I'm, next to me. I'm like, hey, like you know what's going. On? And you're like uh, doing your your, your <laughs> typical noises when you get up. I've been awake since I think 6 a.m. with with babies. You got up probably what 45 minutes ago. Um, yeah, I got. I, well, I rolled out of bed right at like 2:25. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of dressed up today. You're rocking the, the typical TK sweatshirt and T-shirt combo, which is is fine. It's a very, it's a funny dynamic. I enjoy <laughs> it. I, I think it's a great yin and yang that only is appreciated or better appreciated if there's a visual component to the show. We don't have that right now, but it would. We're sitting on a hit, is what I'm trying to say. Here. I mean, we've got reality a, show. We've got the security cameras out here. You know, minus, Just play the tapes. Put the tapes on YouTube. I mean, we got more security cameras out here, and, and the OG studio's got all the homeless people. They don't even have security cameras. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, although you think they can maybe switch the security systems around as well. Although no Troy, one's breaking into this place. Well, <laughs> Troy did say two meth heads tried to break in over the weekend. Really? He was telling me he told me the story on Monday. Yeah, they had to like call the cops and get them get them out. Uh, so that happened when they were somebody was in here. Thankfully doing stuff for the getting ready for the cultural wall broadcast on Saturday. And two people were like scratching around and going to the back and like trying to lift the windows up and finally came around. They're like, Hey, do you have, and they had to call the cops and they ran Give me money. Give me meth. I think it was just like, we're looking for, you know, we need something. It was one of those. Yeah. They had a story. We get something like that happened off some more on the air. The only cool thing that we've had happen is the, the homeless bag. Well, and the, the, Fear, which has happened probably three or four times, that the generator outside is just going to blow up because it's making weird noises. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's that. It's never a, a dull day here at Big X Studios. I say that as there's nobody else here besides us today. One of those days. It, it, it is Wednesday, so. I did appreciate the good people at the uh, the school in front of us when I pulled in. They could have easily been blocking. They're leaving they're, gaps they're, now. They're leaving gaps. They, they've actually yeah. like, learned etiquette, finally. They've started doing that, which has helped me a lot. I, um, I... Still went in the exit today. I saw you coming, yeah. But I, but I, I stopped. I took a peek and I saw that there was they were leaving like a little bit of gap. But sometimes I see that gap and then they close and then the person who's in charge of leaving the gap no longer is so nice and I get worried, especially when I'm here late, which I was today. Um, so I came in the exit, but flawless execution by me today. Uh, everyone has those driving pet peeves. Blinkers is one of mine. Oh my god, yeah. Waving is another one. If you let somebody out or you didn't, just give me a wave. Especially when it's on to like my street. Like when I'm coming home, I have I'm on the right. Our street's on the right side, and it's very busy this time on off of Breckenridge Lane. And so somebody will be in the turning lane, and if I'm letting you in, I'm saving you like potentially five minutes because there's a huge line behind me. Yeah. And the other day, some guy just like literally looks me right in the eyes and just goes and d- doesn't acknowledge that I did what I just did. And I was like, okay, I don't want you to get do off it. my street. You, you don't deserve to live on this street. Get out of here. We're a nice people. 
We're cordial. We look out for one another. I hope you don't live on the street. I hope you're just cutting through. So th- those are probably two of my biggest ones. I'm right there with you. Another one that really annoys me and it comes to work full circle to what we we're just talking about is, is when you're when you're coming up to the red light and you have you have an entrance or an exit. Are you the one that like do you pull up and block that in traffic or do you give kind of do you leave that space? I'll leave the space. I mean, I, I kind of play by ear sometimes if I know. If I know that I'm going to, if it's been a long line and I know that like I'm not going to block anybody, I'll pull up like to the point where like I have to go when the light turns red. You know, if I'm turning left and it's been a busy intersection, and, like only one car has gotten through the actual light, then I'll do that. But I, I'm not actually blocking anybody. I'm just waiting until everybody stops at the red light and then going before the light turns green. Because one of those most awkward moments when your car is when you're sitting there and some and you're you're you are blocking. That. We've all been there. And they're just We've looking at there. you. You're like, it's the worst. I I, I can't go. I want to go up. I can't. See, I, I I do the classic like I'm just oh I don't I don't I don't really know where I am right now I'm just looking straight ahead like oh did I did, is is that happening is there something happening right now am I I, I you know you, but that's the worst and also it, if you're in traffic and you're in a red light don't leave a full car length gap between you and a car in front of you I agree with that that is just, I mean you don't have to be right up on his butt I get that but when I come up on up on the side of you and I see I could just pull right in front of you with no 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 worry at all you're not driving correctly not with you. Uh, I don't know. Once again, I don't know how we got there, but that's, that's fine. <laughs> we started with the visual element of the show. We ended with traffic peeves. The wave, peeves. the wave thing is the most important to me. If you see, if I'm letting you, I don't even it's me. Just wave to your, wave to whoever helps you out. I feel the same way, honestly, when I'm driving around my house and you know, somebody's just walking. I give them the wave. If, if I don't get the wave back, I'm like, okay. I do that, and if I'm in a random neighborhood, people just wave to me. I'm waving at everybody. I would. I, I wave. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot better than the kiss hello in Seinfeld. Agreed. Thor. I don't think I would do the kiss hello in my building. Hello. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line if you want to text us uh, at any point between now and 6 o'clock. It's Weird Wednesday. You know the deal. And it's kind of the, you know, we're getting towards the end uh, of this portion where it's just football. We've got the, the first basketball exhibition on Sunday against Lenore Ryan. We've got the second basketball exhibition will be a week from tomorrow when Chaminade comes to town, and then after that, it's it's season. So we're going to have a lot of Wednesday games, a lot of things to react to. Even when we don't have Wednesday games, we might have a Tuesday game to react to, a Thursday game to get ready for. My point is this. If you want to get your weird Wednesday thoughts in, today and next week are probably, you need to make it happen. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, during football season, Monday, Tuesday, a lot of times you're reacting to the weekend or reacting to the, the press conferences or the injury news or transfer news or whatever's going on. Thursday, Friday, you're getting ready for the weekend. You're previewing the game ahead. You're reacting to the other midweek news. Wednesday's kind of on an island during football season, and that's when we like to get a little bit loose, and we like you to take the reins, direct the show, give us some topic ideas, ask us some questions, whether they're sports-related or not, and, you know, get weird it, it's not just a clever send name. me down that rabbit hole why not and so we'll, we'll do that by we'll, we'll try to be more less depressing than we were yesterday during the tragic tuesday opening segment it was kind of a tragic tuesday <laughs> it was bad uh so 502-414-1450 that's the thornton's text line number and while you're at it download that refreshing rewards app today gonna save you money every time you need to stop into any one of the fifty-six thousand six hundred and twelve area thornton's locations or fill up at the pump it's gonna save you money inside and outside it's why we love thornton's Again, 502-414-1450. We do have some Louisville sports items to get to that we have to get to, and most of them today are hoops-related. I don't know if you're aware. time of year, man. I I don't know how many times I say this a week, but I don't know if you're aware of this, Trevor. (laughs) What what is said more on this show? I don't know if you're aware of this, Trevor, or it's a good movie. You should check it out. They're both in the top five (laughs) when it comes to recurring (laughs) statements. 
I don't know if you're aware of this, Trevor. Probably not. Project Guards may not be dead. And we are just, I believe, 13 days away from Louisville season opener. And we're still talking about, hey, any guards out there we might be able to add? And the answer might be yes. Ooh. The answer might be yes. Percy going back to walk on. Maybe. Snip, snap. <laughs> snip, snap. Snip, snap. We'll talk about that in just a second. Also, some basketball recruiting nuggets to get to. A UofL target nearing a decision, which is not necessarily good news for Louisville. Also, there's some buzz out there. I like that. No, you're not going to like this. I don't like this buzz. This that is a bad DJ buzz. Wagner. Oh, no. Decision day may be looming. Maybe imminent. May happen while we're on the air. The final, get the music ready. The final DJ Wagner update of the day could be coming at some point between now and 6 o'clock. Maybe. Is he going to announce today? There's there's some scuttle. Some scuttle. I mean, we already saw his his boy uh, Aaron Bradshaw give a date and then, really, and then announce it randomly three weeks before the date he gave. Yeah, because I love that. Aaron, he, when is date like November tenth or something? Well, there was a yeah, it was like November sixteenth. The sixteenth, re- yeah. Because the report was he's going to do it at, at Peach Jam, and then he pushed it back to November, and then he did smack dab in the middle of both those dates. He's like, you know what? <laughs> Surprise, mother! Here we go. Uh, so that, yeah, keep an ear out for that. We'll see what happens on the DJ Wagner front. If he does commit, and he goes. To, <laughs> what if it was to Louisville in the middle, in the middle of the show? It's like, oh my god! I mean, the, you, get the YouTube cameras up. I was gonna say, was there ever a better day to have YouTube cameras? <laughs> Make it happen. It might be the pilots you've seen me jump since I was probably in seventh grade. I mean, can you? I mean, I don't even start. start we, we know we can get. We know I, you can get off the air. I've got the Palacio leaps off the off, off the floor. But how high is like peak, Trevor? Because the last time you hurt yourself. <laughs> well, I don't want that to happen again. A lot of weight coming down, even in a short distance on, on those legs. We also have an update on the uh, A.J. Johnson Donda Academy uh, coming to Louisville type deal. They no longer are. Uh, we can get to that. Getting but used it, to the, I'm getting used to guys we're recruiting not coming here to play. God, I mean, especially A.J. Johnson. Uh, also, football recruiting nuggets to get to. We have good news on that front. The news, I, I think, is a little bit better when it comes to the football recruiting stuff. Right. Very lead of the good stuff. That's all right. That's okay. Well, I tell you what, let's start with this. So yesterday on the show... About 5.30, we mentioned weird story happening in the world of college basketball, which was Steve Massiello, former UofL assistant, mm-hmm. former walk-on player at Kentucky, has been at Manhattan since, I believe, the 2011-12 season. Probably been longer, but yeah. I believe and this, this was going to be his 12th season as, as you, uh, Manhattan's head coach. Was fired. And no smoking gun. No, like, he got arrested for DUI. No... Players are revolting against him. In fact, it's quite the opposite. The AD puts out a vague statement saying, you know, we need to start a top-to-the-bottom rebuild, which is an odd thing to say about a program that just got picked to finish second in their conference last week in the preseason media poll, and that was about to have its strongest team in probably eight years. He gets fired. A bunch of players say, this is ridiculous. We're leaving, Um, namely, the preseason MAAC Player of the Year, uh, Jose Perez. I was like, you got the conference letters right that quickly and you couldn't get his name out? I was making sure that it was right. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I typed it wrong this morning like three different times. And I'm laughing at myself. But I was like, thank you. Jose Perez, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference preseason player of the year. He enters the transfer portal, immediately hears from a number of different programs, as you might expect. This is a kid who averaged just shy of 20 points per game last year, also four and a half assists per game, six foot five, versatile player. When the original list comes out, who else? Adam Zagoria is the one compiling it. The king of Northeast basketball. Same, it's in New York. It's Zagoria. 
the list does not include Louisville. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. Maybe we're thinking we don't have scholarships available. Maybe, you know, Kenny Payne's big on culture, right? He's not, maybe he says, I don't care if the kid's good. We've got, we're gelling right now to use the, the, the phrase made famous by Lance Taylor. We're going to be, I don't want anything to come in at the last second and change this, this culture build that we're in the middle of right now. <laughs> this morning, things change. Zagoria reports that the latest school to reach out to uh, Jose Perez is Louisville and Nolan Smith's the one making it happen. So does it make you feel more warm and cozy if it's Nolan opposed to maybe Danny or somebody else? Well, I, I feel the most cozy if it was Kenny Payne himself, but true. It's Nolan Smith doing it. I, I think Nolan, Nolan's kind of, he, he's the recruiting guy, right? He's the guy who That's what I think, yeah. I think most of these players, if they're big time recruits, they're familiar with Nolan Smith's work on the recruiting trail because he was so instrumental recently in getting so many big-time players to commit to Duke. Plus, they actually might remember him being a player. Maybe. It's been, it's been a while for them, too. I mean, you know, he was a— what, He's, what, 12 years? Because these kids would have been like seven or eight, maybe. When he, he was a first-team All-American, I think, in 2012. So, 10 years. So, yeah, these kids would have been, like— Decent, young enough to probably— Six, may, seven, eight. Maybe enough to remember him a little bit. Depends, maybe. Depends how big a fan they were. You and me probably would have, but— Yeah, Probably. These kids probably had more lives than we did. <laughs> probably. Probably so. They were doing other stuff. Other yeah, they were having watching fun, college being basketball active, yeah. Seven, yeah. <laughs> being big-time college basketball players. So six. <laughs> Louisville's on the list. If you're wondering, other schools that have reached out, it, it is a lengthy, lengthy list with some of the highlights. Oregon, Alabama, Memphis, Wake Forest, Kansas State, Mississippi State, Western Kentucky, Texas, uh, Georgia Tech, DePaul, NC State, Rhode Island, Nebraska, Clemson. Uh, the list goes on and on. His phone just started blowing up, didn't it? He is highly sought after. Three things here. One, my understanding is a bit of a long shot for Louisville to get him. Doesn't mean there's no chance, but there are other programs that are better positioned to land Perez. Two, how would he fit here? Because people are like, what well, guards? He's he's listed as a forward. He is technically listed as a forward. He plays like a guard. He's six foot five. He would I mean, he'd be a very undersized forward at the power conference level. He is very ball dominant. Like he's the guy. Like Manhattan basically like gives him the ball to start their offense on every half court set. He gets out in transition a lot and runs. He's a fantastic passer, good facilitator, great sets up, great at setting up the offense, great at creating his own shot. As far as how he would fit into a system like Louisville's, I don't want to like just poo poo on the kid because like like I said, I think it's a long shot that he comes here anyway. He's good. He would help us. Do I think he would just completely change? This season, my answer is no, because his bread and butter is backing down, isoing smaller guards and kind of playing bully ball with them, like, like kind of creating an advantage for himself with his size, being more physical, making shots inside the arc or having a help defender come over and creating an opportunity for a teammate. Would you that, cannot do that at the ACC level. Would, I was going to say, would that help explain the, the large difference between his time at Gardner Webb in Manhattan compared to his at one year at Marquette? Yes. I think that that's. A, I, mean, I, I see. I noticed that he didn't play a lot of games. I don't know if that was due to injury, but it kind of makes you wonder if this is. I mean, some people are just better mid-level players. He he got to play, so he was barely playing at Marquette when their season started, and then Marquette actually got hit with a couple of injuries. He got some PT, didn't play much, did not play well, and then I think ended up transferring before the end of that season. If, if my he only played ten games there, yeah, he did not play much. And, I, and so my answer to your question is yes. Like, that, that was the big thing is that he's 
his game is better suited for that mid-major level because he is an undersized guard slash forward. I think he would help a lot of these programs on the list, but I think his production, if he's looking at, he's not a Carly Jones is what I'm trying to say. He's not a guy who I think's game or Damian Lee who can go to a different level and put up similar number, numbers in the ACC as he did in the Big South or in Lee's case, the, uh, the, the NEC. What? The Northeast Conference. Okay. I think that he just mumbled something to sound smart. No, <laughs> he, like I said, if you get him, it's certainly cause for celebration. He helps you out a lot. He's another ball handler, but he would not. You'd have to have a conversation with him early on, whether it's Nolan Smith or Kenny Payne doing this and saying, like, the way that you played at Manhattan, you're not going to be on the ball ninety percent of the time here. Like, we already have this guy L. Ellis. He's our facilitator. He's the guy who's going to start our possessions. He's our best overall player. And that's probably not going to change with you here. So that may not be the situation that he wants to be walking into. We'll have to, we'd have to find out. Again, I, I think we're there's no point in really getting that deep into it because it's still a very long shot that he would pick Louisville. But if he does, I think it would be uh, it'd be interesting to see how he fit. Granted, I mentioned Carly Jones as kind of an outlier. The similar things were said about Carly Jones. Like, like the guys who are going to be the best up transfers in college basketball are the ones who can knock down the outside shot. And Carly Jones was not billed as that guy coming out of Radford. He was more of a get-to-the-rim type guy. And there was a lot of doubt. I certainly had doubt, too, about his ability to do that consistently at a significantly higher level. I'm like, it's one thing to get to the to the rim possession after possession after possession when you're going up against you know, Winthrop and Gardner-Webb and VMI. But it's a different thing when you're trying to do the same thing against Carolina and Duke and NC State and all these teams in the ACC. And he came here and he did it. He was the runner-up for ACC Player of the Year. He was fantastic and proved a lot of people wrong, that would have to be, you know, it'd have to be like a similar type deal for Perez if he's going to put up big-time numbers in the ACC or a conference like the ACC. But having said that, do you want to go get him? Absolutely. The third thing, do we think it's a little bit telling that Louisville is still saying here at the 11th hour, we need a little bit of help, Right. And my answer is, is of course it is. Like, like, I don't think there's any Louisville fan out there who's, even the ones who are overly optimistic about the season, who are saying, like, we're good. We don't need anything else to be our best selves. Like, like we, we couldn't use any help. If a big-time player is out there, it, let's say a, a power conference player just decides to transfer tomorrow and he's immediately eligible, of course we'd go after him, especially if he's a guard. I think most Louisville fans recognize that this team is – not set up to be successful on the level that we're used to historically, right? I think, I mean, we've never been picked to finish this low in a conference before. We're picked to finish 12th in the ACC. And preseason predictions aren't everything, but it does say what the sense of this team is nationally. And the sense of this team nationally is they're not a real threat to make the NCAA tournament. This is an unusual spot for us. And I think the staff, I'm not sitting here like blaming the staff or saying like, we need help. I think everybody knows that we need a little bit of help. And if there's some guy out there who comes av- becomes available just two weeks before the start of the season, but you think long-term he can really benefit you and maybe put you in better a better spot to be a realistic threat in the ACC or to make the NCAA tournament, yeah, you got to go after him. you get, you got to at least try. And I, I think that that's absolutely the same that the staff's making. There also are a lot of teams that are like preseason top 25 good or preseason top 25-ish good that are reaching out to the kid. It's not just teams like Louisville that just clearly need some help. I mean, it's telling, but it wasn't shocking. Exactly. That, that's I mean, a good way to put it. It's, I mean, we kind of, yeah, it's, and you know what? I mean, this is also whether Louisville may be going after this kicks to thinking, hey, you know, you may be able to, you know, help us get better. 
your other your other higher you know higher ups are looking at him like hey we'll just take him and add him to the roster and kind of like in the old days of video games when you recruit and you just recruit a bunch of guys you don't even need just to more depth so your buddies yeah your buddies can't get them yeah I when I, we do U of L and UK dynasties my friends would hate that because I'd always recruit better with U of L a quarterback would make my friend could turn my program around well he's my third stringer <laughs> it's, it's a great fantasy football move too so yeah I mean snatch up all the quarterbacks if you know one of your buddies needs one so I mean that's I, I mean I could see him going to like a western or something and being a nice nice fit and nice play there yeah Man. although western's pretty loaded right now their roster is about as talent rich as they've been in a long time they are I mean yeah I, I would honestly look at I mean this is sad to say like Louisville probably has more available playing for you Playing time for you right now, the Western does. I mean, we'll have the Rick Stansbury show on tonight at eight. Maybe he'll talk about it. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll give us a little bit of an update. Uh, UMass also looking for bodies. I guess maybe Matt Cross wasn't the full answer up there. He's on the list. Um, <laughs> Frank Martin still trying to make some plays. Um, I mean, all they need is Cross. I mean, Texas. Can you just leave us alone, Texas? Can Texas have any scholarships left? They, they take everybody. It's like they have a, a complete roster turnover after every season. DePaul's on the list, by the way, as well. Uh, get out of my face, DePaul. We don't. What did you beat us twice in a year for so twice in two years? Why don't just transfer to Iona? I kind of wondered if that was a uh, deal. I don't know if the MAAC. I don't think that I can't imagine that they have limitations left. I think only I'm one like, conference has has limitations left on inter conference transfers. It's Big Ten. No, it's one of the smaller ones. Okay. Um, I. I, it'd, be, it'd be weird to go from the team that's number two in the conference preseason to the team that's number one in the conference preseason. I mean, if he's a big mess. But if Massiello really wants to just like, kind of like give it to his old school, because yeah, it sounds like there's some serious bad blood between he and his AD, that would be a, a very good way of doing it. I wonder, if the, AD, right to Rick. wonder if the AD's been at Manhattan long. I wonder if this is like his first year or something there, maybe. It's a, it's a she. Oh, she. Or he or she. It doesn't matter. That part doesn't matter. I'm more thinking about their tenure there. Uh, the only thing that I've heard because so, like, if it's the first year, I could see you know her being like kind of wanting to establish herself and maybe not you know getting along with. But if it's like a long term relationship, that would be. I mean, I guess that could also lead to erosion of, of maybe just finally this is the straw that broke the camel's back. She's been there since 2016. Uh, her name is Marianne Riley. She played college basketball there in the late 70s, early 80s. So they've Riley. they've had a relationship for seven seasons at this point. Mary Riley, that was that really bad movie with Julia Roberts in it. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that I've heard, because you know, a lot of people yesterday, myself included, were like, there's got to be more of the story. You don't fire a head coach yeah, I mean, less than two weeks before the start of the season, especially one that is you know, primed to have his best season in a long time and risk dismantling the team, which is exactly what's happening. All these guys are transferring now. They, you know, they, everything they've been building for the last three or four years is going to fall apart right before the start of the season. And the the Massiello camp, if you want to call it that, the people who are close to Steve still, have all been saying the same thing, which is this woman hates Steve. They've, they're they trying to lowball him in contract negotiations. They've kind of screwed him over in these contract negotiations, so he's not going to budge. And this was all just like an excuse to get rid of him at the last second, which still doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Well, I tell you what, you, you've said this, and, I, and this is me going like on Patrick's from Tennessee's ranked 20th thing. You realize that Massiello hasn't had a winning record since 2014. I know they've they've had a rough go, but like, yeah, and they were just is, they were just 500 last their, year. I mean, this is supposed to be their best team since then. They're so, picked second in the conference. So in the entire tenure, she's been in charge with him, which was his first losing rec- first season with a losing record. They, I mean, they were 13 wins, 10, 14, 11, 13, 7, and 13 was the COVID year, and in 15, I mean, they've been 
bad. Yeah, which to be fair though, like in the MAAC, the vast majority of teams are going to have losing overall records. It's one of the worst conferences in college basketball. So somebody's got to win. <laughs> well, their their conference record. You're not looking at their conference record. No, right? no, you're right. I'm His overall over, record right. has not been great either in conference play, but they've been building towards this season again, where they're picked to finish second. It's why it makes even less sense to ax them right before the start of this year. Like they've been bad since basically the resume fiasco started. He was, I mean. He was planning on jumping ship after their best season in a long time when yeah, they made the NCAA tournament. Bad, bad back tournament, and then yeah. he had to come back, and I think he had a lot of trust to re- regain, and it didn't go great for a long time. They're finally back on their feet now. They're scheduled to, like I said, have their best season probably since that 2014 year, and then boom, he's gone. I mean, if you, we, you, you brought up contract extension being part of this. I mean, if he's just because they're projected to have a good season, if he maybe got cocky and wanted more, wanted more money, I mean, I could see the AD being like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You want more money? Yeah. We're about to have our best season. That's not really setting the bar high, Stevie boy. You've been, you haven't snipped the tournament in, in a decade almost. And maybe that's what happened. But regardless, like, it's still weird to do it. It at, is. At yeah. I mean, if you, if you can't come up with a contract extension, then just leave the, leave the table and, and come back to the end of the year. Yeah, do the Ravens thing. you know. Yeah, and if you want to fire him after the season, whether he makes the tournament or not, then you, then you do it then. It's, a, it's an odd deal, but somebody's, you know, their loss is going to be somebody's game because someone's going to get Jose Perez in the, in the, uh, the transfer portal and a couple of the other guys that are pretty good as well. So uh, a couple other basketball notes to get to. We'll do that after the break. I, I want to talk about uh, the recruiting out there. George Washington III has set a commitment to eight. Uh, we'll talk about Louisville's chances there. Also, a couple of other nuggets. A.J. Johnson, what's the latest on him? A.J. Johnson, update of the day. That's coming your way after the break, and then we'll get to the text line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on a Wednesday on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Temple and locked you away. Oh, but they never told you the price that you pay for things that you might have done. Only the good die young. That's what I said. Only the good die My mom said when she was like in her drinking age, like the twenties and going to bars, like her friends would constantly play this. Maybe nineteen twenties or something. <laughs> no, not nineteen twenties. They would constantly play this on the jukebox because you know Virginia. Mm-hmm. And all I can think about is when my Virginia gets older, it's all going to be like people playing "Meet Virginia." She doesn't know. <laughs> There's got to be another song by then, right? Maybe you never know. I mean, it's not a common name these days. That's that is true. Is it? Does it surprise you that like? You think about things that like get artists banned from cities. Like Ozzy got banned from San Antonio for peeing on the Alamo. Like I can see, I guess that right. I could tick you off. Yeah, but to get banned just by, 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 from like who's Notre Dame that banned Billy Joel just did they really for the song for that that line that, that. that centers in the Saints line and stuff. Well, I mean, the whole that whole verse is pretty much about the Kappa girls. Yeah. Wait, make yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole song is pretty much like you know, being a believer sucks. <laughs> I'm laughing at you. I'm gonna have some fun. I mean, are you supposed to turn the other cheek there? I mean, 
You're not wrong. You're not <laughs> wrong. Uh, also, would Billy Joel really want to play at Notre Dame? I mean, I, I mean, you know, it depends on what they pay, right? I mean, I guess it's not Shea Stadium, but I guess. <laughs> I guess. We'll go back in. Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Talked a little bit about the uh, the Jose Ortiz Manhattan transfer news earlier today that broke uh, with Louisville contacting and reaching out, being one of the schools that now wants him to transfer at the last second and hopefully play for UofL this season. A couple other notes to get to today. On the basketball front, George Washington III, we, met, we mentioned him yesterday talking about this 2023 class. And he's one of the guys in recent weeks that have been recruiting guys who have said, Louisville, good shape for GW3. Looking good for Louisville. Looking good for Louisville. He's going to commit, just a matter of when. He now has set a commitment date for November 1st. This is not good news for Louisville because he has not visited Louisville. He did just well, visit he Michigan. Here. I mean, he he did. He technically went to Christian Academy for a year, uh, played basketball when his dad was in town coaching the Mercy team. He now lives in Dayton. Yeah, uh, he's playing there for his final season of, of high school basketball. He visited Michigan last week. Apparently, it went very well. He's still set to visit Wake Forest this weekend before he announces his decision. And the word from national recruiting writers is it's basically those two schools. It's what, gonna. What if we beat Wake Forest in football? Don't think it did. It's gonna matter. Don't think it's gonna help. It sounds like he's down to to Michigan and Wake Forest. It's I mean, I, like we always say in recruiting, something crazy could happen. But it certainly sounds as if Louisville is is not going to land George Washington III, who would have been a nice piece for this class. Should yeah. we get too hard about this? I mean, this is a guy that we weren't even gonna get. We didn't think we were getting when he was living in our own backyard. He was committed to Ohio State originally. Yeah, and then the irony moved to Ohio, and he decommitted from Ohio State and thought about committing to us. And, yeah, he. I mean, he wasn't born here, right? I mean, I'm assuming. No, he no, he's from Texas originally, so he didn't live here that probably. He only lived here a few years anyway. His, I think just a year and a half, basically. Yeah. He bouncing around, Edney. One of the better shooters in the 2023 class would have certainly helped us on that front. Um, that hurts. Yeah, he, w- he would have been a nice piece. Like I said, he's not he's not a kid who's going to be the crown jewel of the 2023 class, but he would have been a nice piece. And it sounds like that's no longer going to happen. Uh, Louisville still in high, hot pursuit of Isaiah Miranda, the seven foot one player from the 2023 class, and of course AJ Johnson, who we mentioned yesterday was set to come to town for this All Star Classic event that was going to happen, still going to happen on December 11th. Uh, his Donda Academy team was going to play North Laurel with Reed Shepard. That, later in the day, was nixed because of Kanye West's comments, uh, anti-Semitic comments. They have pulled Donda Academy out of that event. And also, there's, there's now some some rumors out there that A.J. Johnson isn't even at Donda Academy anymore because of all this. He's going to go somewhere else to finish his high school career. I don't know what the hell's going on. All I know is get this kid on campus at some point. Figure out a way to make to finally get A.J. Johnson to the Ville. First of all, is it really cool to, to punish the, the the basketball team because of something that Kanye did? I thought that was weird that they did that. I mean, that just, I, I mean. Although it is it is different that it's like his, like it's his Well, school. yeah, but still, I mean, it's not, the kids didn't come out and say anything that's dumb. I mean, just because they're, I mean, I mean, should I be banned from somewhere because my governor of the state I live in says something to it? It's his state, right? I mean, it's a little bit different. Still, I mean, it's still someone in charge. I, I mean, mean, technically, a lot of states do get, like, when North Carolina had those bills, they didn't get to host a lot of the events. Like, they got punished for that, citizens who had nothing to do with that. Yeah, that was kind of dumb, too, by the NBA. But nonetheless, uh, just the NBA, the NCAA, too. Yeah. We got to host the ACC tournament because of that in baseball. Woohoo. Uh, <laughs> was, I'd love for it to come back. They're never. No, going, I love for it to come they're back. They're never going to take it out of Durham. Now. I mean, I would love to come back. You know, legitimately, not being because of what happened with that. But the, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just that I don't think that's cool. I mean, now if he wants to leave there because he's, you know, didn't like it, then that's you know all power to him. And you know, I'm just saying, Wagner's a nice place to play. Spots available. <laughs> Spots are available. He went to Wagner. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
We've already we've already <laughs> lost on the dream of a Wagner playing for Wagner. But we yeah. get it. AJ. AJ <laughs> to the wag. AJ to the wag. Make it happen. I mean, come on, we're Wagner. We're where all the people go to after they leave their better school. I drive by Wagner every morning and like early afternoon to take Virginia to and from school. I can never tell when they're in school or not. Like some days that like some days that parking lot <laughs> wow, is like that's a sign. <laughs> there are a lot of days where that front parking lot is about, I don't know, forty five percent full filled. And I'm, like, and I'm like, maybe this is just how it is at Wagner. Maybe it's just, this is how the, the – because I think that's the faculty lot. Well, it, it's how it always looks. But then, like, other days, and it's very rare, it'll be, like, 100% capacity. Like, everything's there. And then I'll just drive by the next day, and there's nobody there. I feel like I've been told they've changed it. Because when I was there, the back lot over by St. Matthews, I mentioned uh, on, on – um, not, is it not Breckenridge? Is Browns. It, it's Brad Browns, I think. That was where the students parked, right? The baseball. Park. Right. And the front lot was the, – the, 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 well, the faculty lot was actually – not where the football field is, but on the like the main building to the the left of it, like you can't really see that. Okay, um, but I've been I think I've been told by some younger people who went to Wagner many moons after me that they have changed it now. Like the student parking is up front by like by the football field in the, in the small gym. Well, that makes more sense in the differential because I yeah. I can never tell if they're, they're actually having school there or not. I, mean, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why because the back parking lot was always packed. That was the best place to be. Was it? Oh yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't you know any Ballard or anything, but it was you know it was oh, right in that up back there. parking lot. Oh man, it's the stories, <laughs> the children being conceived. We never had, <laughs> never had any good parking lot stories at Trinity. Every now and then you might see a fight. That was about it. Well, that's, well and you didn't even try Trinity. The, the fight Trinity fights always happened at Burger King. Yeah, most of the time. That was there the, were a couple in the parking lot. That was the place to go if you were going to fight at Trinity. Was to go maybe well, it was a Burger King, Bacon's. I was a bacon. Student. Even after it was never bacon when I was in high school, people would still. It was the, that was the ongoing joke. If like somebody accidentally bur- brushed your shoulder in the hall, you'd be like, "Bacon's three o'clock. <laughs> See you over there." Because then it was Sears, then it was Birdors, and now it's just a. You know, I'm old enough to know my aunt worked there, and it was actually Bacon's. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Bacon's. So this at Bacon's. Uh, so that was the, the there's the the AJ Johnson update of the day. We didn't play the music. That's okay. Uh, I looked at you. I wasn't sure if that was the update or not. I didn't know like what we well, were I'm doing. Sorry. It, was a, it was a small update. All we uh, the only yeah, and he, it wasn't a good update. His team's not playing in the event. It was about the school more than him. I mean, that's why I didn't know. I had, I'm got it queued up right here. I'm like, okay, do I play? Do I not? I, yeah, it was. I gave you the look and you didn't look back. Well, we don't need the music. It's. I mean, you've given me that look before, but not, not, you didn't give me the, the look for this one. <laughs> he, uh, th- there was a quote by the, the tournament organizer, the event organizer, about not having Donda Academy there. He said, there it is. Donda Academy, Donda Academy. AJ Johnson, and asked him into comments. Now he can't come. <laughs> the event organizer just put a statement out and said, unfortunately, we can't not in good conscience host an organization founded and directed by Mr. West at our events. I guess... He, it's a weird thing. It's a weird position for this guy to be put in because you know nobody outside of, I mean, most of the state of Kentucky doesn't even know that this is happening. They don't care. I mean, and, yeah. But like, you've also got like Adidas and Balenciaga and Anna Wintour and all these people who like the the most powerful people in the world are all like, we can't be associated with Kanye West, and you don't want to be the small time organizer who's like, he's good enough for us. <laughs> we got no issue with it. Bring him to set to Central Kentucky or wherever this is going to be played. Kentucky, we're the ones, we're the ones that morons haven't legalized everything yet. Said, <laughs> while we are firm in our reasoning for this decision, it does not diminish our heartache and regret for Donda's hardworking athletes who will lose out uh, the most as a result of Kanye's actions. I like that he called him Mr. West originally, and it was like, I'm calling him Kanye now. Yeah, he calls him Kanye. I, would, I wish he would have said Yay. It would have been a lot better if it was just like Yay. Yay's name. Now he goes by Yay. That's just go, does he just goes by Yay. Just Yay. 
get tired of writing that whole name out? Got tired of a lot of things. I think the meds were <laughs> top of the list. Isn't he married to somebody famous? He was married to Kim Kardashian. Okay, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. He, but he's the only non-basketball player she married, right? I think he's the only person she's been married to, right? Most of the Kardashians will see married like... A the, lot of them have. Lamar Odom and Chris Humphreys. Yeah, and they've dated a lot of them. The same one dated both of them, right? Um, let me no. see There's Kim. No, she did not date either one of those. Let me let's see if I can name them. There's Kim, Chloe, yes. Kendall. Kendall's the, yeah, the, Kendall Jenner. She's and, not a Kardashian technically, but she's okay. different dads. And Kyrie? Kyrie? Uh, Kylie. Kylie. You're missing, you're missing one. Oh, I'm missing one? Karen? Courtney. <laughs> pretty much, they pretty much gave me a, a word, a, a, a map to probably guessing it. All Ks. <laughs> Five Ks. Really? Yeah. Five K. <laughs> yeah, Kim Kardashian started started dating Pete Davidson after her and Kanye broke up and Kanye started making all these Instagram things about killing him, which was, you know, not taken well, but it's been an interesting hey, road. Who, has, a, who he, hasn't had a bad breakup and you, you he's had an interesting year. boyfriend. He's had a, he's had an interesting year. Speaking of SNL, I saw Jack Harlow, the promos are coming out for this week's episode. Oh, okay. He's doing pretty good. He's like, I'm living vicariously through Jack this week. I, I mean, SNL, hosting SNL would be like a dream. Like, I grew up watching SNL, always watch it. Uh, even now, like, not caring nearly as much about it as I did at one point in time, I still feel obligated to at least watch, like, the beginning of it and the weekend update. And I wish, I, I wish there was it's a time. incredibly cool. I wish like like the like sometimes on the news you can, it'll show like you know W you know not WB just randomly you know local news and then at like ten and the forty five mark will say sports, and you can time sports. I wish SNL did that with the, the weekend update. It's always going to be about. That's the only thing I really want to watch yeah. anyway. Sometimes I actually turned it on at the beginning of this last Saturday's. Oh, you watched Megan The Stallion? Well, that, this no, last Saturday no. was a rerun. Oh, was it a rerun? Yeah. Oh, because I couldn't. I mean, I. I had to Google the host. I didn't even know who he was. The turned, first three have all been. It turned out it was the, it was the guy from the horrible Maverick movie. Yeah, the, the, the that was guy, that yeah. was the first one like, this season. I'm watching. I'm like, I, I couldn't even figure out who he is. I'm like, I know. He, I guess he's famous. That's how I knew him too. Yeah. yeah. And then when I Googled him, I'm like, oh yeah, he's in that Maverick movie. All three of the hosts, and I guess Harlow probably falls in this category as well. All four of the hosts so far this season have been kind of like just not the biggest celebrities in the world, but well, I saw Harlow just recently dunking the ball in a New Balance commercial. Dunking, yeah, that, with the one with that's. That one's been out for a while. That's it okay. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he, I don't, I don't think Harlow can, I'm not sure he can get. He's 6'5", but he's, he's, he's kind of tall, but he can maybe dunk. He's, I think 6'3". Six, 6'3", six, he's about, yeah, he's, when I stood next to him, he's like the same height as me. I thought he was maybe a little taller than me, though. He's. I'm 6'3", even. Can you dunk? No, I never could dunk. Because yeah. he does that, he's, it's the commercial with Kawhi Leonard, right, but, that you're watching. I guess dude, that was who he was yeah. with. I don't even remember. Yeah, he has, he has a commercial, New Balance commercial with Kawhi because he's okay. the big New Balance guy. And it's it's been out for a while, but it, it very clearly doesn't show him. If it doesn't show it all in one shot, oh, I, no, it's from I an, tend to believe it's It's Eddie. from an aerial view, and he's like coming up and dunking it. And Yeah. I mean, it, I, I'm willing to think it was probably fake, but, you know, I, never, I mean, I give him benefit of the doubt. I he's mean, getting ready for a white man can't jump. <laughs> he's ready. Well, if that's the case, then he wouldn't have hit the dunk. Getting his game right. You know what Harrison did dunk technically at the end on Duck. He did. To win the game. Well, yeah, it's not technically he did. That's the whole he thing. Did, yeah. yeah. Why men can jump. That was the whole that was the lesson. That was the takeaway <laughs> from the whole movie. 
Uh, tonight, we've mentioned this a couple of times before, but if you have nothing going on tonight, if, you, if you're looking for something fun to do, Dynamite. Louisville women's volleyball team or Louisville volleyball team is taking on Notre Dame. It's the only game this year that they're going to play inside the KFC Yum Center, so make it out if you can. It uh, should be a, a, a terrific environment. The Cards, of course, took their second loss of the season on Sunday against Pitt. They only fell two spots in the coaches' poll from number two to number four. Also, they stayed at number two in the RPI, which is more important for their NCAA tournament seeding. But their 37-match winning streak in the ACC was snapped. They're looking to get back on track and keep their, their, their title hopes alive in the conference with a win over Notre Dame tonight. Uh, they will get to host Pitt. Pitt will come to town next month. So if you're saying, can they still win the ACC if they win out? Yes, they still do technically control their own destiny because if they win out, they will, uh, you know, worst-case scenario, be tied with Pitt with just a single loss at the end of the regular season, and then they would share the title and then play in the conference tournament. So I'm confident. I'm confident they'll win the ACC. Then I'm too. It was just a, a setback, and they, you know they they could not have started out more poorly on Sunday against Pitt. Got didn't just lose the first two sets. Got kind of hammered. Battled back to win the next two, force a fifth set, and uh, got outlasted in a very competitive fifth set. But they will bounce back tonight. I've got. Uh, no doubt whatsoever against Notre Dame at the KFC Yum Center. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll get to most of your texts coming up in the second hour. We'll make we'll start the weird Wednesday stuff. We've been oddly on brand when it comes to talking sports this first hour. A little bit distracted at the beginning of the show, but then got into some basketball recruiting nuggets and kind of stayed there. So we'll save the weird stuff for the second hour. Uh, I also saw today The Athletic. I was a little mad at The Athletic because – they had their women's college basketball riders. They did this whole thing where it was like, make your big predictions for the upcoming season. Give me your, you know, your national player of the year, your all Americans, your freshman of the year, your dark horse team, your final four, and then your national you're champion. Hungry, you're yeah, poor. everything. Like it was, <laughs> it was all these questions, and they had um, five different riders answer every single question. This is like a like a five thousand word piece that they put up. It's a big word piece. Zero mentions of Louisville. Command effort. Look at look, look search Louisville in that story. None. No Haley Van List shout outs. No nobody picking them to go to the Final Four. Nobody picking them to, to win the national title, obviously. Nobody picking, you know, Morgan Jones to be an all American uh, or best transfer. Nothing. What are you looking at? Uh sound like, sound like some, I heard something out there. Now you got me all paranoid as a meth head to I, I was I, the way you were looking, I was terrified somebody's gonna walk in the door and just like you're like, is that guy about to go in? Like I heard like, something and I looked over and then I got caught my attention of someone actually put a note on the on the microphone that says, Please stay close to the microphone. Oh. It's <laughs> not me. I've never seen this written here before. I'm on the, like, it's a good rule though. I mean it is, but I just feel like it's if you, if you're, sometimes you do need to remember that. I mean, it sounds like you do sound too soft on uh, the pod sometimes <laughs> when I listen. Uh, but no mentions of, of Louisville whatsoever in this athletic big preview. So I was, I was kind of pissed off at the athletic. They I'm, redeemed themselves a little bit today by naming Haley Van Lith second team preseason All American. Well, how can you talk about a season preview and not mention someone you already uh, you're acknowledging as second team All American? You think, right? I guess because they when they asked everybody for their All American teams, they. None of them said Haley Van Lith was just the first team All American, but you'd think that a second team preseason All American would at least get a nod from somebody on their first team. But this is the third preseason award that she's gotten this season ahead of this uh, of her junior year. She was named uh, an Ann Myers Drysdale Award watch list recipient a couple of weeks ago. Also was named to the preseason All ACC team for the second straight year during that uh, after media days last week, and now second team preseason All All American from the Athletic. Hype building. For HVL, everyone's yeah. expecting it to be a big year, myself included. But amongst five, quote-unquote, right experts on the sport, 
Not one of them mentioned a top 10 team in Louisville that was coming off of Final Four. No. And they all, like, somebody needs to get. Uh, Who's brought, brought back probably, what, like 75% if not more of its offense? Well. Um, we lost a group from the Syracuse transfer. And there was a big loss. We, we lost a couple of other ones. It's, but still, we, we brought, and, and we. We're back by three starters, right? Two, I think. I and, I mean, Mikasa, you know, but we, okay. we also do what we've been doing recently, which is, you know, take our losses and replace them with high-level transfers. Like, Jeff Walsh is killed in the transfer portal. Angsler was a was a transfer last year from Syracuse. Uh, she was fantastic. Morgan Jones, one of the best players in the ACC last year. She's coming in. We've got two others that I think will be great fill-ins as well. But this, the athletic staff, I mean, there are five of them, like I said. Nobody got loose with their Final Four predictions. They all have South Carolina. They all, besides one, have Texas. They all, besides two, have Iowa. They all... All besides one have Stanford, it, and then Notre Dame and LSU are tossed in there. There's there's five people picking four teams, only six total teams get get named. Like there's going to be a. I know the women's college basketball Final Four tends to be more consistently like one and two and three seeds than the men's side, but there's going to be some team that's not preseason top ten or that's not preseason top five that's going to earn a one or a two seed and be right there at the end. Like you know, somebody take a shot. Didn't I have we beat like the Sweet 16 last year or something? Second round by Iowa State. Yeah. On their home so floor. Beat early. Crazy game. I remember them losing early, I thought. All right, we'll take a break. It is Weird Wednesday, so we'll get to the weird text coming up after the break. Or if you want to stay on brand and talk about some of the things that we've discussed in hour number one, we can discuss that as well. Uh, 502-414-1450. Let your thoughts fly. We'll get to that in hour number two. It's on the way next here on 1450 The Big X. <laughs> On the beach beside that old hotel, they're tearing it down now, but it's just as well. I haven't shown you everything a man can do. Welcome back in hour number two of the Mike Rutherford show here on a Wednesday. I've got plans for you. This is the time. On 1450 and 96. Billy will not last forever. <laughs> All right. Cut it off. One of my underrated Billy Joel songs. Not a big fan. No, you stop. You know how I do. <laughs> you, you, you know how we mentioned this earlier this week. The I love the next door emails where they tease like the hot post. And it always, oh, yeah. always catches my attention. And I just glanced at my email during the break. And the, the next door tease of the day was this top post. So I got fired yesterday for not being a pushover. And I, I mean, I, they get me every time. I, I'm like, I gotta I've got to know more. I want to know more now. And it's the worst post of all time. You click on it, and it's like, so I got fired yesterday for not being a pushover by this terrible supervisor, and now I need a job ASAP. And like, if you need anybody, like, they don't give any of the details. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's not what I came for. But next, next door, no, whoever does the next door, like, teases, whoever their, their, their social media connoisseur is, 
that person needs a better job. They're killing it. I mean, they 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 should do headlines for clickbait for other sites and stuff. I mean, exactly. Their engagement has to be off the charts because every time I see one of these, I care not. I never open the Nextdoor app, but every time I see one of these emails, I'm like, I gotta know more. I, I downloaded the app because of those. I gotta know what this person's talking about. It's <laughs> insane, but uh, but the actual content is never that fulfilling. And I've learned long ago that it's never a neighbor. It's never never close to you. Sometimes it's not even in the same state. It's like the Wave 3, their social media accounts, where they tweet out, and a lot of local news organizations are doing this, and I love how he Lindsay always calls them out for it. It'll, it'll be like, you know, 14-year-old boy drug across the you know, highway and then thrown in the river and left for dead. And then you read the story, and it's like, oh, this was in Southern California. Like, like why they're acting like they, they tease all these stories like, you know, this local school was shut down because of, and you're like, oh, my God, like, wh- where was it? And you're like, oh, it's in Oakland. It's not at Louisville school. What, what are we doing? Uh, but a lot of times. Hey, why do we care about what happened in Oakland? Well, we care, but, like, <laughs> not, I, I don't follow Wave 3 for news from the West Coast or Middle America. I follow Wave 3 for news from my backyard, right? And Nextdoor definitely does this, too, where it's like. Oakland's problem, not ours. <laughs> I mean, I'll read the Oakland write-up from a national news source. I'm not going to read it from Wave 3. Like, they they tease these stories as if it's like right next to you and this is happening five miles yeah. away when in reality it's happening across the country. I know we've talked about this, but the ones when they always put gunshots in the headlines, all those one years, yeah. you're more, even more tight. Sure. Yeah. On the next door app. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, Oh, it was in Oakland. Yeah, exactly. Who cares about Oakland? <laughs> what too short do now? There's one lesson from today's show. Mike Rutherford show does not care about Oakland. We like too short though. We love too short. And MC Hammer. And the Bash brothers. Yeah. And that school that's on Last Chance U, the basketball edition, which is coming back, by the way, this year for a second season. I'm very excited about that. <laughs> I watched some of the uh, Oakland, uh, Oakland, because they are, te- they're not even in Oakland technically anymore, I guess. They're in San Francisco now, but the Warriors and uh, Suns game. Did you watch any of that last night? You did, yeah. I-, I turned it on actually after you texted me. You were like, okay, I'll admit it. The first half was entertaining. It was kind of fun, yeah. It, I mean, that if any game is going to reel you into the NBA, it's the Warriors and the Suns well, it's, because all offense. While that style annoys me, it's, it's actually fun to watch when it's, you know, opposed to the other 30 teams in the league that aren't good at doing it, these two teams are. Yeah, for sure. Except for DeAndre Ayton. I've never seen... I, you hate DeAndre Ayton. How soft can one human being be? Like, I'm watching this game. There was, I was getting frustratingly, like, mad. Like, there was one time he caught them. He got a rebound. And he went to go lay it up. Like, he looked like me at Wagner's gymnasium because I can't get to the backboard on my leap. And he airballed it and Bridges put it right back in. I'm thinking... Just cram the ball in, man. I mean, he's so soft. I, I, he did have 16 points and 14 rebounds in a 20-point win. In the softest way ever. Actually, almost a 30-point win. Clay Thompson got thrown out of the game, too, at one point. there was I think yeah. in the third quarter alone, there were seven technicals. Yeah, it, the, the Warriors felt it slipping away after halftime, and the Suns pulled away. They won uh, 134 to 105. Yeah, I actually turned it off early fourth quarter. It, was, it, yeah, it, it, got, it got bad. It, yeah. it got bad, but... Um, I think I called that correctly. I don't even remember who you picked. I picked Phoenix. Okay, we both nailed it. No, I didn't. I picked Golden State, probably. Okay, well, NBA expert. Who knows? One of us. That's all I know. 50%. We're good to go. <laughs> uh, today, Indiana football. I'll get the text on in just a second. Today, Indiana football announced their schedule for next season. Oh, yeah? It, it includes Louisville. Um, because include times, I'm sure. No. I mean, you don't get times until like 11 days before kickoff. So. You're, no, you get them three days before. But I, you... Um, they, don't, they don't announce game time until like Tuesday the week of sometimes. Well, I think everybody is Monday the week before. I think that's how it works. Frustrating for some of us have jobs that can determine. Well, regardless. <laughs> Louisville will play Indiana. We knew this game was going to happen next season at yep. Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. We now know officially it is going to be the third week of the season, September 16th. So we basically we know Louisville's first three games for next year. 
We know that they're going to open. They haven't officially announced it yet, but we know that Louisville's going to open next season against Georgia Tech at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Um, that'll be their first game next year. We don't, I think I think it's set for that Saturday. I guess technically it could be Sunday night or, or Monday. I can't imagine that it would be moved there, but it's going to be opening weekend. On September 9th, Louisville will host Murray State, the non-conference game, uh, and then on the 16th, they're going to go to Indianapolis to play Indiana. We know they're going to play Kentucky on Thanksgiving weekend. That'll be November 25th. Their other non-conference game next season is Notre Dame. There is no date yet for that game. And if you're wondering about the Indiana, the deal, because somebody was like, "Is this does this count as our road game? Why are we playing there? Or is this a one-off deal? It's a three-year contract between Louisville and Indiana. They're going to play next year at Lucas Oil. They'll play 2024 at Cardinal Stadium. And then they'll play 2025 in Bloomington. So that's the... That's the 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 landscape like of that it. deal. Yeah, I think it's it's set up well. I also like how we play. We're playing two two of our first two home games in the NFL stadiums. Yeah, or not home games, but games in general. Yeah, me. first two weeks. Uh, two of the first three weeks of the season will be at NFL stadiums. Yeah, poor Murray. <laughs> I don't. I don't hate that we're playing Murray. That's fine. With this me. is not at Murray, I guess. Uh, our non-conference schedule is actually booked through 2027. We have no. Uh, I take it back, through 2025. We have one available non-conference game that can be scheduled for both 2026 and 2027. Uh, If you're interested in 2024, we'll open the season August 31st at South Florida. The next weekend on September 7th will be the game that we host Indiana. A week after that, we will host VMI. We're getting... The, the buy games have gotten better since since Vince scheduled James uh, Madison. Coincidence, huh? Not the, wrong, not the wrong route to go. I like that. And then we'll play at Kentucky on November 30th. In 2025, we will open that season with a should-be walkover game August 30th against Eastern Kentucky at home. I thought that was a Georgia game. No. <laughs> that's that's 2026. Okay, my bad. <laughs> the next week, we'll be at Indiana for the return game. On September 20th, we will host Bowling Green, and the U.K. game will be on November 29th. 2026 is when it starts to get... Our only scheduled non-conference games are at home against Georgia on November 19th, at Kentucky on November 28th, and then at Notre Dame at a to-be-decided date. That's Howard Schnellenberger schedule right yeah. there. 2027 will open against Richmond on September 4th, and then two weeks after that we go to Georgia on September 18th. So those are your non-conference schedules for the future. Also, 2028 and 2029, we'll play Texas A&M. That's when that series starts. First year we're there, next year we're here. That's when Jimbo Fisher's buyout gets to below $118 million. God, He's going to be gone before then. He's not going to make it. I love how people are starting not to realize everything I've been telling them. You were right. Years. You were right about sucks. You're doing the uh, you know, like people. Everybody now is like, I was right about Kanye all along. It's like, yeah, I mean, of course, you're you're doing that with Jimbo Fisher now because you were you were right about Jimbo all along. I mean, I was going to say I was right regardless whether it was record or was it not, but it turns out I actually was right. Of course. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. We'll take some text now. Somebody says Jack Harlow is five nine. He's de- no, he's not. No, I stood next to the he's, man. He's, he's legit six three at least. Now I want to say I have to look at the picture. I think he was a little bit taller than me. He's. He's a tall. He's taller he than you expect him to be. Uh, he is. Yeah, he's listed at six three. Is his which that? Yeah, I was. I was said six three, six four. Yeah, because I mean, I'm five nine and a half, five ten on you a good are day. Tiny. I know, and uh, he is. He, he's at least four or five inches taller than I am. He's about your your height. Yeah. That picture of you all standing next to you. He looks to be a little bit taller. That may just be because you're your perpetual slouch. Well, and, and I'm at the age where I'm starting to shrink. Where he's not. <laughs> it, it happens. It's a real thing, guys. No, it is. Not, I'm not joking. You, you do go down a little bit. Um, you get smaller. All right. Thornton's not just shrinkage. Now. Let's get weird. Let's see how much you guys want to stay on topic. We'll, we'll, we'll go wherever you guys Bring think, it guys. to me. 
Texas says there's nothing more Louisville than losing a recruit because of the anti-Semitism of a tangentially connected celebrity. <laughs> that, that, I mean, if, when you're, Did Kanye West cost us our five-star? I mean, of all the things that we script to lose recruits and get in trouble for, this was not even our fault. This I mean, was, this is now, now we're like getting attached to. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to bust them with that Martian. <laughs> His shenanigans are are mean and, and nasty. I also Ours saw, are tongue and cheeky and fun. <laughs> Ours are cheeky and hilarious. I saw during the break. I was like, "Why is TJ Maxx trending?" And it's like, "Oh, TJ Maxx is the latest to cut ties with Kanye West." I'm like, "Not really taking a great stand, TJ Maxx, if you're doing this in the wake of Adidas <laughs> making the move the day before." I didn't know. I, I thought Yeezys were be expensive. Why are they so? Well, TJ? he's got his own clothing line that is at TJ Maxx too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to really generate some headlines, maybe do this before Adidas and Balenciaga dropped him. I mean, TJ Maxx, huh? Kmart, Kmart, Kmart was somebody on the other line. <laughs> you know, I think we can trace the fall of Kanye West, his whole career coming unraveled now. You, you know where it all goes back to? The fact that we can only name one song by him? Sebastian Telfair. <laughs> Andre McGee. If Sebastian Telfair had just come to Louisville, Kanye West's career it never falls apart. He's taking his meds. He's happily married to Kim Kardashian. He's making great albums. Is he bipolar or something? He is. He's legitimately bipolar. Okay. And... He's uh, he's I mean, uh, probably among other things, but he's 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 out there right now, and he's losing a lot of money because of it. Because he was a, I saw somebody. I mean, he's going to be fine. I saw yeah, somebody. I don't think he's going to be bankrupt. Because he, I mean, he's a billionaire, like, literally a billionaire. And somebody said the vast majority of that, not vast, but a majority of that money came from his Adidas deal. And like when he loses the Adidas money, he will cease to be a billionaire. And I was like, imagine if that was the worst thing somebody could write about you. <laughs> Your worst You're, month is no longer being a billionaire. I mean, end it now. Yeah. What do you have to live for? Take me to the elevator to the top floor. <laughs> Let me jump. <laughs> I can't gas my plane. The text is right, though. It, it is the most Louisville thing possible for something that is seemingly completely unrelated to Louisville sports to potentially cost us a recruit who could have been like the biggest, the jump start of the Kenny Payne. Do we now get to blame anything the bad, anything bad that happens in the Kenny Payne era? On Kanye West. I will. If A.J. Johnson had just come here, he would have gotten the ball rolling all this recruiting. If we suck three years from now and it's like, this thing's not working out, Kenny Payne's not getting us any recruits, we're not winning any games, it's not Kenny's fault. It's Kanye's fault. Yeah. If Kanye had just been, well, one, if Sebastian Telfair had just come here and Kanye would have been fine. But if Kanye had just... How was Kanye when Sebastian was coming here? <laughs> he would have been... I don't know. He's, he's got to be in his like 30s, right? No, he's in his 40s. Oh, is he okay? Yeah, because he's he's several years older than I am. Because his first album came out when I was a freshman in in uh, was the college. Gold Digger was his first that his first hit? Uh, no, Through the Wire was his first. Okay, that's, first hit that came out. That and that was in like 06, I think, or 05. No, it was 03. It was 03. It was the fall of. I remember this vividly because, like I said, everybody at Dayton was a Chicago kid, and they all were talking to about us incessantly about Kanye West. And when the Through the Wire video came out, one of them played it probably 37 times a night when we were in the dorm room. Like it was just they, all they talked about was Kanye West. I never heard he's forty five. Okay, see, I didn't hear. The, I didn't even heard the Gold Digger song until we were doing our bowling night at uh, Linden Lanes, and the girls were dancing to it. And I was like, "What is this?" And they were like, "This is." It's Kanye nice to know that you've always been this way. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Gold Digger's playing. You can't if you turn on the radio anywhere in the world, it's going to be playing. There's like a ninety percent chance, and you're like, "What is this?" It's, I mean, it's one a.m. I'm drunk in a bowling alley. And my friend's Laura dancing, and I'm like, what? 
<laughs> what is this? Where's this that I'm hearing? What is this song? <laughs> like it's Kanye who with Jamie Foxx, like in Living Color guy. I mean, the, Gold Digger wasn't even off of his first album either. That was late registration. You you missed out on the full. Like you never heard Jesus Walks. I don't know if I missed out. Never heard say, Through the but... Wire. I mean, I say what you will about Kanye. Now his first four albums, I was all in. I, I mean, College Dropout, still a classic. Late registration, fantastic. Um, I was I was all about it. Texas says if the well, last did late registration come out before College Dropout. No, I would think it would, wouldn't it? No, because when you drop out because you had late registration, didn't happen. Not the way it happened. Late registration was second. Um, and then right when I, I remember right when I transferred to Bellarmine is when uh, graduation came out. So he had he had late registration, college dropout, then graduation. Yes. Wow, it's like a... Anyway, late, late registration was the one that came out right when I got Story in his own titles. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. He was... He... I mean, that, that's the Kanye that I miss. The Kanye who, like, <laughs> was late to registration... So he got a bunch of like bad classes at college and made a whole album about that. Like, like I miss when that was the biggest problem that Kanye had. Like, I overslept a little bit. I didn't get the cool class that I wanted. To. I didn't get intro to theater. I didn't get music in in film. And now I've got to I've got to take public speaking one hundred and one. Like, I miss when that was Kanye's biggest problem. I hated that class. Texas Mike, uh, Texas. If the last ten Louisville football head coaches were bleep, who or what would they be? Mike, I want you to answer in TV sitcom characters. Trevor, I want you to answer in Arby's menu items. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if we can go back 10. 10 is going back a long yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, who's, Who is Scott Satterfield in your mind in an Arby's menu item? Jalapeno poppers. I like jalapeno poppers. I don't. I think they're disgusting. They've got spice. No, I think they're disgusting. He's, cre- he's nothing but like... Fried cream cheese and jalapeno. It's delicious. It's disgusting. Well, I disagree with your statement there because I don't think Scott. There's not much about Scott Satterfield that's spicy. Well, to me, that's disgusting, though. If he was a TV sitcom character, I mean, Stimpy. No. Ren. No. Pinky. <laughs> I struggle with this. He's Patrick. Who's Jerry's rival comedian? Banyan. He's a, there's a little bit of Banyan. Go, Jerry. What's the thing with Ovaltine, man? <laughs> a little bit of Banyan. I don't feel like that's spot on either. That's the first <laughs> thing that I can think of. Who would Petrino be? Soup Nazi? Well, no, you got me on Seinfeld now. Yeah. My mind's not working well enough for this question. Well, if he's an Arby's menu, Petrino 1.0 would be a double roast beef. What about overall, though? 2.0 would be, uh, he'd be a beef and cheddar with with the red sauce on because they forgot to take it off. I feel like Petrino would be, overall, like the series Lost. Very, just bad ending. I never watched it. I never I never did either. But when you talk to people, like they talk about the first couple seasons of Lost is like the greatest thing ever, which Petrino's first few seasons here at Louisville were some of, like, statistically, yeah, okay. statistically the best seasons we've ever had. I like the he still was, going down a little bit there. And I think the law, the ending of Lost was so bad that it definitely like tanked the value of the overall series. But it, the, the the preceding seasons were so good that people still talk about it as like one of their favorite shows of all time. Just it can't be their favorite because it was so bad at the end. Kind of how much your mother was with me. I can see that. Last and, and that's was kind so of Petrino. Bad. I mean, Petrino yeah. still technically is the all time winningest coach in Louisville football history. But when you talk about like best Louisville football coaches ever. 
I think people are probably more likely to go with Snelly or Charlie Strong because their tenures didn't, you know, they they ended better. Even though Snelly kind of left us in the dark, but that's you know he still ended on a high note. Didn't leave us. We we basically. He we, was mad about the USA movie. Yeah, and he's yeah. kind of right about it too. If you think, I mean, he did say we had an interview with him a few years ago where he said he it was his biggest regret. Especially probably because he went to Oklahoma and the way that ended up. I wonder if it would have been a different answer if he hadn't gone to Oklahoma and just fallen on his face. And yeah, I mean, he went 500. He didn't fall on his face completely, but it was, yeah, de- definitely was underachieving what they wanted. Yeah, I'm sorry, Texter, I gave you a bad answer on your, your question. but yeah, That's something I always type to, like, give. you have to give me, like, a 24-hour notice on that one to think about it. Yeah. Texas says, I don't L- work good on my feet. Texter says, LOL, how high is peak Trevor? How <laughs> is peak Trevor? We're, I guess when we were coming in, like, your peak Trevor... No, 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 no. No, we were talking about, like, that was what we, we discussed. Oh, oh, when you were talking about. Because you, I was like, I'm at, like, my lowest weight in a long time. Yeah, and I was like, I'm at my highest, yeah. And so, like, we're both at peak. And somebody's like, how high is peak, Trevor? Probably the level, like, last night when I was watching a, uh, a commercial. I think it was, was it it's Mark's Pizza? Is that one of the pizza places? And it, 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 was, it was pepperoni, and it was the pepperonis that do the cup up. Yeah, I like those pepperonis. And I was thinking to myself, like, does anybody even have those anymore? Jets. Anybody good? I love Jets. What are you talking about? Like, like I've never, like all the places I always go to. I guess I don't go to Jets, so I was thinking Jets. I think I compare them like the snappy potato tomato for some reason. Eh, it's better than that. I, I would hope more so. national. Snappy tomato yeah. is nasty, but like yeah, you just, I feel like you don't see that the the cup pepperoni anymore as much as you used to. Maybe it's it's. it's I think you can still find it. And, and I like. Do you prefer? Do you prefer? Flat or cup pepperoni? I, I just, depends. I mean, I, the, there's a great what's that? I can't remember the name of the place that's downtown that has the cup, but it's it's great because it's crispy. Like I want the crispy. I like, that's pepperoni. why I like yeah. it. Yeah. A texter says, "I'm a podcast listener." Hello. Can we please get a Trevor Sears family portrait posted somewhere? <laughs> I also would like to see that. Oh, I've got to. Oh man, my 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 cousins would kill me, but I, I don't th- care. There is a great one. Of me and all my cousins, like I, all of my grandmother's grandchildren, and I think I want to say I was. It's hard to tell by looking at the picture because I was such a big kid, but I think I maybe I might have been I think maybe maybe thirteen or twelve, and man, I've got the Dumb and Dumber haircut going. I need to see this. Just not only the Dumb and Dumber haircut, the best part about it was it's got like the pure triangle divide right <laughs> in the very like perfect, perfect to the area. Uh, and I do know I have one my mom has in her room hanging up is the one me and her did, which just just signifies me in a nutshell. It's a Sears portrait. She's dressed all nice. I'm wearing a Latrell Sprewell Golden State Warriors jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is me dressing up. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a, Sprewell, a Sprewell jersey. Hindsight, didn't know what was going to happen. I got pictures oh, before. God. But, uh. Those two I know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one with the grandkids, I'll never forget because they hung up my grandma's wall for so long. Oh, my God. And, like, God. after she passed, like, one of the first things I did was, like, I'm taking this picture down. I'm dying. But so that was, oh. I, if all my cousins saw that one, if I put that on social media, they would be so mad at me, probably. The same thing. They look as, gork, deep, as, as dorky as I do. I, I need to see one of the two, preferably the Lachelle Spreewell one. <laughs> uh, oh, it's great because my mom's, like, looking up. Like into nothing, and I'm like looking forward. It's the classic picture. All it needs is like the three D, the three D special effect yeah, up there. At the top yeah, there. Uh, the same texture podcast listener says. So Mike's dad is basically Larry David with the constant thoughts of death. There's similarities there for sure. He also <laughs> says euros are typically made with lamb and are amazing. I don't think I've ever had lamb. 
Um, I've had it in a Euro. I think that's the only time I've ever had it. I don't. I mean, if I have, I just didn't know. Maybe. Have you ever had duck? Um, yes, duck's good. I had duck at uh, Melting Pot. Oh, nice. Yeah, Melting Pot's awesome. Texas, any death or decapitation related updates today? Uh, Virginia's still talking about it. Won't stop. Every time she brings up animals, I know exactly where she's going. She like, like don't be worried unless you like look up and go, Virginia, where are you going? She turned around, she's got like red paint under her eyes. She's I'm going outside the rabbit hunt, Daddy. God, I mean, she's always been oddly fascinated with stuff that scares her. Like she's been big into Halloween stuff, like since she was real little, since basically like she first got to talk. But lately she's been obsessed with because we see decorations of you know Jack Skellington and Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas are all lately. over the place now. And she's very curious about like, you know, why all these people are into them. And so she keeps asking to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is technically a PG movie, but it's more for, I think, like eight, nine, ten year olds than it is for three year olds who are just, you know, she gets scared pretty easily with stuff. Disclosure, I've never seen it. I, I've seen it. It's been a long time. It's not a Tim Burton fan either, really. Yeah. Other than the original Batman, I've, I've never been a big Burton guy. I love Big Fish. I think you'd like it. Um, I've, heard of it. I've heard of it. I've just never seen it. But so she, she keeps asking. She, she's like... She wanted to at, watch it last night. She's like, I want to watch that movie. I want to watch that movie. And I'm like, it's, it's, I'm like, it's more for adults. Yeah. I'm like, we'll watch it maybe when you get older. And then she's... she's Let's watch Chippendale on, instead on the uh, Disney. Well, she thinks she's being sneaky. So she'll be like, well, how about you just watch it, Daddy? Like, you just... <laughs> you watch it. You're, you're a big kid. You watch it. I'm like, I know what you're doing. So I showed her, like, a couple of clips yeah. that I, I watched beforehand. Like, there's one of Sally singing the the song. And she and now, like, I thought that would, like, appease her. Like, she'd get, like, a little bit of a fill. Now she's just like... All she wants to do is watch Nightmare Before Christmas. So I'm glad you didn't let a three-year-old outsmart you, first of all. I mean, she just won me the first time. <laughs> I mean, I just want to She's say pretty that. pretty savvy. But, yeah, the, the death talks, she keeps talking about stuff dying and, you know, animals being running and jumping high and then dying when she gets older. I don't know. It's not great. <laughs> Texas says, Derek Rose went on a basketball podcast and talked about how he hated Cal Memphis like two days ago, and then yesterday D. Rose's pregame outfit that he wore uh, featured those U of L Adidas shoes. I did see that. I saw something about Rose trending, and I, did, I saw the headline, but I didn't click on it. I made a joke on, because I, I didn't know the podcast thing, but I made a joke on Card Chronicle saying, like, this is very clearly a shot at John Calipari, Rose wearing the U of L Adidas shoes before the game last night. And I, right when I said it, I was like, I guarantee some UK fans are going to see this and be like, oh, look at Rutherford thinks he's actually going at Calipari. But I had no idea that apparently there may be some legitimate beef between Rose and Calipari. He's still the Knicks, right? Yes. He being Rose. Yes. So he played with Payne last year. Played pretty well, apparently. Yeah, he, well, I mean, somebody's got to score. They're, hey, Knicks have been fun. Rick Pitino was tweeting about him last night. He was all He's all about him. He's loving the way they're playing. Are they in the playoff? Well, I guess the boot. It's been like four games. Four games, yeah. yeah. But he's uh, Derek Rose, career reinvigorated, although he's only averaging like five points a game. But he's he's, <laughs> he's out there. He's doing I thought he was like 18 last year. Texture says going after Perez is an admission from the staff that we still need guards. Well, I mean, I think it's a mission that we kind of need, need I think talent. Everybody, everybody I mean. knows that. I mean, even guards, whatever. I mean, just what, what's it hurt to add another player that can make you better? Anybody who can help you. I think you would take it. Yeah, way. I mean, what's the, whether you need it or not, why, why would it matter? Uh, same texture says, is it IRP Eve? I'm willing to bet DJ announcement and postseason band news come on the same day now. It does feel like that's <laughs> that's the way that it would go, right? <laughs> And that's the way the cookie crumbles. And again, it, it's going to take my irrational disdain for DJ Wagner to a different level if that happens. I, I, it won't be his fault unless he plans it that way. But uh, what if Wagner announces the IARP as well as his own decision at the same time? He's, I just got a note from the people at IARP. <laughs> I can't want to give WKRP. 
Got enough for the WKRP people in Cincinnati. He's like, here comes a second hammer today. <laughs> I'd like to announce that I'm committed to the University of Kentucky. It's like, oh, my God. I hate this kid. Texas old buddy Perez sounds a bit like Charles Minlin Jr. when it comes to his game and how he likes to play. Same height and build. We never saw Charles Minlin. Unfortunately, no. Charles was... Played, uh, he, like, what, one game? I mean, I mean, be exactly. He played more, but, but yeah. he barely played. We never got to see him fully healthy. Like, he yeah. was not healthy at all that year. And he was he was a really good player at San Francisco. And I hate that we never really got to see him, his full self, that season. But, there, I mean, Perez, I don't think... Minlin was more of a ball-dominant, just pure score. Like, he did not distribute at all at San Francisco. Like, he was just... He was taking all the shots. Um, Perez is definitely more of a facilitator. He scores a lot, obviously, but he also averaged four and a half assists per game. I think Minlin averaged like 1.8 assists per game his last year at USF. Um, they're, I guess, kind of... I mean, Perez is bigger than Minlin, too. He's... he's it was like 6'3", wasn't he? I want to say he was like even smaller. I mean, he'd been like 6'2". He might have been. Um, Perez is 6'5". It's there's some similarities there for sure, but I think uh, it, not a not a complete match there. Texas, do you think that U of L has an advantage in the Jose Perez sweepstakes just because they have a scholarship available? I'd imagine most big schools are already full on scholarships at this point. Um, I I think most can find a way to free up a scholarship. When it comes to finding scholarships, it's like when people are like Louisville can't do that. You don't have the money. They always find a way. You're always going to find the money. You're there's always, always gonna, a scholarship in the banana stand. That's right, right next to the cash. So, probably not. I don't think that that would be a determining factor here. Maybe for some teams. I don't know. I mean, like you said, it feels like Texas has already has 17 players. I don't know how they're going to find one, but they'll always find a way. Texas says, I agree with everything you just said. I just appreciate the KP hasn't blown smoke and has been honest coming in. Yeah, I mean, I think that... He has been, I think. For, yeah, he's been upfront about the... The only one time where he sounded like, you know, we've got something here was... Early in the summer, he's talked to the media so infrequently, so it's hard to keep a track of you know his his changing thoughts on this team, if you want to call it that. But in June, before they'd started really doing the full summer workouts, I think he'd seen his team play and work out a couple of times. He he, he kind of he said something along the lines of, like, "I know we need guards, and I think we're going to be good regardless. But if we get some of the guys that we're going after, we have a chance to be really good." And then since then, it's been a whole lot of you know, this may take some time. Stick, stick with us. Please support us. You know, I know we're going to get there eventually. I don't know if it's going to happen right away. It hasn't been like we're going to suck. It's been a whole lot of I don't know what this team's going to be, which is what you say when you have a sneaking suspicion that the season may not be you know, top 25 good at a place like Louisville, right? I know you didn't mean to do it, but I don't know why I found it amusing. Like, I know we need guards, but regardless. Yeah, not, we're not, gonna not be, intentional. We're going to win. It's like, because regardless, it doesn't matter. That's why I, I got kind of mad when, we, you know, we passed on guys late in the transfer portal game and we only had LLS and everybody was like, KP loves what he's got. We don't need any more guards. Like, this is our lineup. We're good to go. I'm like, KP told us two months ago straight up, we need guards. Well, I think he just he's also should have maybe specified that, you know, we're not just going to take anybody off the street. Maybe we want guys that we think. Because he's also emphasized the word culture a lot in the last few weeks especially. Yeah, and he is uh, – of course, I could just be covering up the fact that we did pass on so many people, but we also, I mean, and, and there were, let's be real, there were multiple guards that we really, really wanted that just said thanks, but no thanks, and went somewhere else. And I think there were also guards early in the process that really wanted to come here that we said thanks, but no thanks to because we thought we were going to get better players down the line. I think Sean McNeil 
the kid who ended up uh, at Ohio State, transferred to West Virginia. He committed quick, though, too, to Ohio State. Because we said thanks, but no thanks. Oh, okay. And I, I think that we could have had him, and we chose not to because we thought we were going to fill those spots with better players. And when it didn't happen, you know, it's, a, it's a risk to say you know no to guys early in the game who are good but not great players if you're going after the great players. We went after some great guys. It, it kind of bit us, and we ended up with the roster that we've got. But Kenny Payne, I mean, he straight up said in early June, like, we need guards. We ended up not getting them. And I think that he now is is kind of being straightforward again by saying, I, I, I love the effort we're putting in, but this is a work in progress. I mean, he straight up said after the, the red-white scrimmage on Sunday, he's like, it was we're clearly a work in progress, but I'll be honest, it was a lot better than some of the practices I've seen, Like, which is, I think, it – goes right in line with what we've heard from a lot of people who have watched this team practice so far, which is you know, they're they're very much a, a work in progress. Uh, Texas, if LL stays healthy, we can probably be better than projected, but if he gets injured, it would be catastrophic. That's why you try to get Perez or any guard with experience. Side note, I'm all in if you and Trevor get a YouTube channel or even better, your own reality show. Reality show would be great, except it would only be interesting when we're here because you and I both go home and just, I do dad stuff and you do Trevor stuff. And rarely do anything else except on like the weekend. We just get needs to get put together like in like a uh, like a big brother meets odd couple like scenario. Yeah. They would have to do like it would have to be one of those deals where the producers force us to do things so it's like not technically reality. It's like, oh this is clearly set up by Maybe they just put me in your house. Oh God. They would try to do that. Me and the they? dog show up. Oh God. Because I'm bringing the dogs with me. These two of them. Penny would not handle that. Penny can't be around other dogs. Oh, really, that's your biggest concern? Moving in the house with the dogs? It's a secondary concern, but it's, it's, a, it's a concern nonetheless. I mean, look, look on the bright side. I can, have, I, I can have a lot of the awkward conversations you don't want to have with Virginia and, and John when he gets older. I have no problem being honest with him. I have a problem with you being honest with him. <laughs> Your idea of honesty terrifies me. Uh, I just, I'm just hoping Mary didn't kill me after a month. It wouldn't a month. Kidding me? <laughs> It'd be two days before she'd be like, "This show's done." She's like, She's "Pulling the plug." We don't need this much the money this bad. We're not doing this. She just yanks out this giant wire. Like that doesn't do anything. She's like, "Yeah, it does." It's what I'm gonna hang you with. She'd be, yeah, she'd be done. <laughs> she she would not handle it well. Uh, but the, the the first point about L. Ellis, I can't recall a season where. It feels like Malik Cunningham in football, or at least what we thought the season was going to be like with Malik Cunningham in football, where it's like, if this guy gets hurt, we're totally screwed. We go from like potentially seven, eight, nine win wins to three, four at the most. Patino first year because with Reese Gaines type level? I think that that's where I was gonna go. Okay, sorry. I, I think that like we haven't been this dependent on one player like holding the margin between like we could be pretty good or could be better than people think, to there's no chance of us doing anything if he gets hurt, as we are right now with LLs. And Jordan War, in hindsight, kind of was that way in 2019 when we, in Mac's first season, if he'd gotten hurt, that team probably goes from being clearly in the NCAA tournament as a seventh seed to maybe not being in the tournament at all. Yeah, but that team also had some decent role players around. And we, had, we started four, four seniors in him, so I mean. Yeah, but two of those were grad transfers. One of whom could not score the ball at all in Quan Four, but love you, Quan. Great defender. And Kristen Cunningham was just way better than we thought he was going yeah, to be. Yeah, I think he was a perfect match, too, for that team. Um, for sure, yeah, not maybe not games. I mean, maybe a better example would be the year after the Final Four team, the the where we just had to put so much into the, our ba- eggs into the basket of Taekwondo being a, being a not a role player. Yeah, and that's and, in, did not well, was not great. And we kind of yeah ended up in the NIT. Yeah, I mean 
about a worthy of that team, nonetheless. But barely made the Big East tournament. Remember, we had to beat Notre Dame like the last yeah. week of the regular season to make the, the the Big East. But we, I mean, we had a young T. Will on that team. That team should have been better, but they weren't. I mean, we're gonna have young players on this team. God, yeah. I mean, I mean, this could be a similar situation. But also, like you know, we have the, the bigger thing is like we've got talent, but all of the talent that we're looking at is either like at the wing or in the front court. If Ellis goes down, like I don't know who would run this offense. I mean. Basili and and Hersey Miller can play roles on this team. They clearly are not ready to be starting point guards or point guards who play big time minutes. I it would just it would be if we lost Ella House, it would be it'd be, it'd be bad. I'm I'm stating the the obvious here, but uh, I can't remember another time in recent U of L basketball history where we've been kind of in that situation. I tell you what, let's take a break when we come back. More texts. Uh, it's the it's Weird Wednesday. We're in that portion of the show. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton text line. Text us your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns. We'll try to get to as many as we can here before 6 o'clock. Before we break, though, reminding you, if you have a heating or air conditioning problem, it's chilly out there again. Got cold last night. It's only going to get colder. I think the, the warm bursts of, of energy of days are a thing of the past. We're now fully transitioning to winter that means bad air quality snow cold heating systems breaking down and it also means you need to call air serve whenever that happens at 502-264-9662 if you have a situation where your heat goes off at 1 a.m you can't fix the problem maybe you got small kids maybe you got animals in the house you can't make it through the night with no heat you don't want to be sleeping in 40 degree weather call air serve They've got technicians available for you 24-7. Does not matter the time of day. They're going to answer your call at 502-264-9662. They'll come out to your house. They'll fix your problem. You'll be sleeping comfortably in no time. Visit them online as well at airserve.com slash Louisville. It's the home team. It's Airserve. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More text after the after the break on 1450 The Big X. This is the time to remember because it will not last All right, remind me of something. Yesterday you were talking about like the worst interview you had. I think it was it was with Knob Creek Gun Range, right? Well, it wasn't the worst, but it was like one you of those. Were, you were the most in the dark. Yeah, like I had no idea. Like there was, yeah, I might as well been talking to a politician. So I just got an email from every now and then they'll get like I'll get emails from people like, hey, would you be interested in talking to this person for yeah, I get promoting this. this? I even get those still sometimes a little bit here and there. So we have a chance to have any one of the horse racing analysts from FanDuel on next week before or this week before the Breeders' Cup. Breeders' Cup's coming up. Yes, in Lexington, at oh, Keeneland. Okay. I believe it'll be. It's two Saturdays from now. Shows how qualified I'd be for this interview already, but go on. I want to get all these guys lined up and then just like not be here that day and just make you do it <laughs> just to hear what you would ask. <laughs> so who are some fun horses to keep an eye on on Saturday? So is it true if they're a gelding, they're more aerodynamic? <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between a win bet and a show bet? <laughs> I had a guy in front of me one day say across the board. <laughs> Tell me, what does that mean? 
Well, <laughs> if a horse bucks its jockey and runs, races the rest of the race, does it count? Just, just ask like the most basic. Just does it count? No. Okay. <laughs> does not. So uh, we'll let these people know if we want to have uh, Scott Hazelton or Christina Blacker, Todd Shrupp on the show next week. I mean, I we don't can make it happen. Won't be more embarrassing the questions or me trying to pronounce their names. We can make it happen. Uh, five hundred two four. Where's Randy Moss at? He's not with Fanduel or whatever this place is. Is it Fanduel? I think he's with ESPN. Fanduel, yeah, yeah. Randy Moss. The NBC. He used to be with ESPN. Yeah, that's, I'm not sure where he is. He may just be with TVG now. I, I, I want to say he was on NBC, but he's on like the NBC coverage. I think sometimes it's a derby, so I thought maybe he moved over there. A lot of those people are just like their contract, you know, because freelancer. Like, for, like Bill Raftery does a lot of games on FS1 now. Like that's his primary with Fox, but okay. he'll do the NCAA tournament games. They'll hire him on like a freelance basis. By the way, we have not mentioned this. And I, I know you're going to go now. I'm shocked that I, I haven't brought it up yet. This is my boy. This is my guy. Yeah. the guy that I've made fun of. As much as anybody this side of Josh Pastner for the last 20 years or so. Because you love him so much. It's a weird relationship. But Jim Nance has announced that he is this year is going to be his last Final Four. Iron Eagle will take over the job after this, which I think is a good hire. I, I, like, I, would, I, I like Iron Eagle. I like Iron Eagle a lot. I would have loved – I mean, Kevin Harlan doing the Final Four I think would have been awesome as well. But Iron that, Eagle's very cool. Yeah, I would, I'd be okay with either one of them. All I know is this. Like, Jim Nance – we all know Nance loves him some Nance. He's always going to inject himself. I mean, this man gives his tie to his most valuable Final Four player, as if it's supposed to matter something to like an 18 year old kid. But he still does this. Peyton Stevens said he still has the tie. Does he really? By the way, so I, all I want is Even for his corny ass final call when whoever wins the the championship, the buzzer sounds, buzzer hits zero. It has to involve himself in some way. I want him to use the phrase "last dance with Nance." That's perfect, by the way. There, it's like there it is. The Nepal D Blue Demons are your champions in the last dance with Nan. I mean, it should be fitting that like his alma mater wins it this year in Houston, right? Houston would have a shot. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be because I think he was like he got started like during the five slam Jamma days. He he was there. Yeah, he was at the university, the and, like team. doing yeah, and he was doing like uh, like local like uh, sports radio on like the local market there or something. One of the first posts that I ever wrote that kind of went viral back before viral was like a real thing. Uh, it was before Car Chronicle even existed. I wrote. Jim Nance quotes. Like, I broke down like his most famous quotes that I remembered and like just made fun of him the entire time. And it was, I said some things there that I could not get away with saying now. I remember like, I looked back at it a few years ago. I was like, this would be a good thing to repost. I'm like, oh, no, it would not. Like, we, could, we cannot do this anymore. But uh, it, it blew my mind how corny he was for a sustained period of time. And then he just kind of dropped. He's gone away from it in recent years. He's not nearly as bad. I mean, even ours was like, Louisville completes the emotional journey to the top. And I'm like, I've been waiting for this my whole damn life. I vaguely remember it because I, I was at the game. And then when I rewatched it, there's so many different versions of it. I mean, he could have easily gone like, where there's a will, there's a way. And Kevin Ware and the Cardinals are your dad. Like, there were so many possibilities. And he just went with like the most bland-ass thing he could go come up with. I was like, come on. No, no, no Simon says. Simon says. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't Nance, though. That, that was Billy Packer. That was Billy Packer, yeah. I, in my post, I, I had to make a point there. Commonly mistaken Nance quote. Because he said a milestone victory was what Jim Nance said. Uh, and then Packer comes thundering in with Simon Says Championship. Way better, by the way. I mean, yeah, milestone victory is very also like niche. Like, like yeah. who even remembers? Yeah, mob. What, so what Nance, was that about? So Nance has been doing this since 90, 91, 92? It's been a long time. I mean, 30 years would be 91, 92, right? Yeah. 
I mean, I, I couldn't tell you when he started doing it. But. I mean, and I guess I, I mean, it did basically my whole life. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I mean, some of the early Final Fours I remember watching were like eighty eight, eighty nine. So I mean, and I wasn't really paying attention much to the, the announcers at the time. What so. if this Final Four just sucks? It's like a blowout. The teams are all lame. We had some bad ones. I mean, but I, it's, it's possible to have a bad Final Four. But there is a part of me like there was no part of me that was sad to see Billy Packer go. I thought he was just an ass who was sucked at his job. Like, Nance isn't terrible at play-by-play. He's corny as hell, and he's way too self-involved. But he's not an awful play-by-play man. There is, like, a small part of me that, just for nostalgia purposes, is going to be sad to see him. Because, like I said, he's been basically the Final Four voice my entire life. It's going to feel weird to have a Final Four without him. He's not walking away from the Masters, is he? I can't imagine. Like, this is, like, spring is basically Nance season, right? Hello, friends. You you essentially have summer, fall, winter, and then Nance. He's his own season. Once March hits— it's Nance NCAA tournament, then it's Nance at the Masters, it's Nance doing, you know, whatever else he's doing uh, during that time. He's all, he's all over the damn place. He's doing the Super Bowl before then right there, or like you know, the NFL playoffs right before that. He's, he's all over the place. I mean, screw not to know when, when spring starts or winter it was the, the, with, with the groundhog. It's just when Nance shows up. It's Nance. It's, it's his world. It's looking a little Nance out there right now, isn't it? Oh, Jim, he's got his own Vineyard Vines clothing line. He's, just, he's living the life. He's, he's selling it at TJ Maxx. Probably. <laughs> Picking up where Kanye left off. Maybe that's what he's doing now. But uh, Nance will be gone. What's your favorite Nance call? Do you remember? Does one stick out for you? No, not really. I, I, you know me with announcers. I'm so bad, too. Like, I, if there is one, I would probably, I'm, I'm probably be, I'm, amazingly, I'd probably be, I'm surprised I'm not one of the guys that, that thinks the, the Simon Says comment was by him. I just remember the, I just remember the voice and it not being Nance's smooth voice. So. I'll never get over 1999. Sometimes when you think you can't, you can. And UConn has won the national championship. Uh, it was so bad, but so good. I was so mad to beat Ohio State in the game before. I didn't even watch that title game. By the way, Texter says, please stick to U of L stuff. Billy Joel played Notre Dame Stadium on June 25th of this year. Okay, so maybe, got, I mean, maybe they, they lifted it. For, for, for the record, Ozzy can go back to the Alamo now. <laughs> well. I mean, if I Google it and it finds out that he was banned for a long period of time, that text is going to feel really crunchy. Well, you said he was banned, though. He, so well, that he, person's not going to be wrong. didn't necessarily mean he was currently banned. Once he could, again, he could have been put on a ban. Well, I mean, we might be banned from the tournament. doesn't mean we never can ever play in it. Well, we'd be banned from one year of tournament. Not banned from the tournament. It might not even been Notre Dame. It might have been something. It might have been uh, another place. Texas says, I'm a stream listener. Once again, the fifth element, Chris Tucker, promptly just interrupted your show to yell, Commercial! <laughs> that keep happening. Fifth element. Texas, I, I appreciate a TK ad read. Uh, I wonder which one that one was. Maybe your Senex one? No, I think it was probably the, uh, no, I have uh, Mitch, Mitch uh, Craig. I think I do a Mitch Craig voice one. What's Mitch Craig doing? Uh, heating and cooling. Oh. We've got multiple heating and cooling. I know, that's why I was kind of hesitant. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Texas, has Nolan Smith <laughs> landed any guards yet? No. Not yet. Just wait. Takes like you're you're now you're just knee deep in Billy Joel's. Well, he, the, by the way, his first ever concert there ever was in 2020. Okay. I, I mean, he, I'm trying to find the band thing. Takes that I truly do not believe that we will land any top level recruits and transfers until we hear from the IRP. I, I mean, you might be right. Like this is, it certainly seems like a safe bet at this point because we're going to hear from the IRP. I mean, God willing, soon, hopefully, today, tomorrow, Friday. Saturday, next week, I, at some point in the very near future. But I don't think that there's 
like I said yesterday, I don't think that there's a long line of recruits who are just holding out to hear what the IRP says. Because I don't think the 2024 class is affected. If they are, then we're in much bigger trouble than I think we are. The only recruits that should be impacted by this, that should be holding out, are the 2023 class. And the only guys that we're still really actively recruiting are guys who have said on record they're not going to commit anywhere until the spring. Now, if you want to say it causes any opportunity of landing George Washington III, maybe. I mean, I, I haven't heard the kid quoted as saying that. Maybe that did come into play, and, and you could believe that. But A.J. Johnson, when he makes his call in the spring, he's going to know exactly what the IRP said. Again, Lord willing, unless – I'm not going to put it past the IRP to extend this thing into, like, 2025, but we assume that we're next up and that we're going to hear sometime in the very, very near future. And so, yeah, it makes sense that we're not going to hear anything from any recruit until then. But I don't think that it's, I don't think it's at this point. I don't think it's a huge factor to any of the guys that we're still recruiting. I hope some somehow we don't get more punishment from them because of Kanye. <sighs> Kanye. By the way, I, Kanye I, and Telfair. I'm going to stand corrected. Apparently, it wasn't urban legend that he was banned. Ah. I mean, I, I fell for first another, time you've been wrong on the show. You had a good run, 15 years. I mean, 50 months. Yeah, I mean, it just it it, it was an urban legend, you know, like you know other stuff. But uh, yeah, apparently he was. He did do like a speaking engagement there in 06, but the 2020 was like his first concert there since like 1978. Mm. And I just got a text from a buddy of mine that says the Eagles just picked up Robert Quinn. Okay. Hey, you, know, with that. you know who that is, do you? No, I did. Former first round pick for the Rams, plays for the Bears. Robert Quinn. Defensive pass rusher. Going to the Eagles. I'm assuming they got him for a lot cheaper than what Brian Burns was being asked for. Carolina was supposedly wanting two first round picks for him, which probably worth it. But So are you excited about this? Uh, it'd be nice adding an extra pass rusher to our otherwise we're the deepest defensive line in football. Yeah, I'm happy. Texas says, can you explain to the uninformed why Kenny would be reluctant to use NIL money to attract players? It almost sounds like we have none to offer and why he wants to avoid discussing. It's, he's old school. Well, he said, I mean, he he's actually said the exact quote. Like, we've got NIL money. We, get, we have yeah. lots of NIL money. I just want you to earn it. Like, his whole thing is... I'm not opposed to, to players getting NIL money, to getting paid for their name, image, likeness. I am opposed to essentially like hiring players. If you come here and you're a, a hot commodity to local businesses or whoever wants to give money, that's one thing. But if it's more of a, I'm only going to come here if I'm getting $150,000, if it's a pay-to-play type deal, that's what he's opposed to. Now, in a perfect world, what Kenny's talking about is how NIL works everywhere, Right. You're not just going out to 17-year-old kids and having collectives say, if you commit to play quarterback at Tennessee, oh, I don't know, just using a random example that may happen, we're going to give you $2.5 million. Because that seems like... In a McDonald's bag. In a, in a, <laughs> that seems like not the stated purpose of the name image likeness laws. I understand where Kenny's coming from. I do think that if we, let's say we go through two full recruiting cycles and it's clear that we're not recruiting at the level that we all thought we were going to be when we hired KP, I think maybe you need to revisit the NIL stuff. I also think that it's a little bit different when you're talking about transfers. A lot of these transfers have already established themselves as players, and they want to go somewhere where they're going to have a bigger stage but also potentially make more money. And I think it also sheds some light on why we lost out on some of these transfers that went to, I don't know, Gonzaga or Texas or Creighton. Okay, come on. We can't be getting outbid by Creighton and Gonzaga. Well, if you don't bid, you're going to get outbid. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess you got a point, but 
There's no way. I don't. I'm okay. But I'm that's, gonna, yeah. I to mean, answer the Texas question, that's his stance. Is I want you to earn it. I, I want you to earn it when you get here. When you become a Cardinal, anything you get after you're officially signed to the dotted line, that's all yours. I'm all in favor of that. We're just not going to try to get you here with straight payments. If, if that bothers you and you're a Louisville fan, I just I want you know this. I, I feel like this. That's not going to be the stance of Kenny Payne for long. Like maybe maybe the first couple. Of, He's an old school guy. I can and I can see him. I'd probably have the same attitude a little bit if I was in his shoes. You know, I, I'm not going to just hand you the money. You earn it. Yada yada yada. That's going to unfortunately going to evolve sooner than later to that because it, it can't come back and bite you. We have many submissions, by the way, on who Scott Satterfield's sitcom character should be. <laughs> There's a Screech submission. There's no, a, he's not cool enough to be screeched. There's a Niles Crane submission I never Frazier. watched that Frazier. I don't remember. I know the character, but I don't know. I actually, I, I probably like that one the most out of all of it. There's a Danny Tanner submission. No. <laughs> I can see Danny Tanner a little bit. Too. I can be Joey Glasgow in, our, in the house in our Gladstone. sitcom. Yeah, Gladstone, yeah. Cut it out. I can, see, I can see me hanging out in your living room talking to Joey Gladstone is a million times more PG than you've ever been in your life. <laughs> you were more edgy. At oh, like whatever. Nine what years about old. the what about the Bieber and Wood thing? Man, <laughs> okay. I mean, that was. You tell me there wasn't undertones of that one. Do I really have to spell it out? He also works in double entendre more flawlessly than you do. No, I mean he's he's smoother with thinly it. veiled is Joey Gladstone's wheelhouse. There, there's nothing thinly I, veiled about your I, references. Yeah, the words thin in me do not go thin. You can make the joke. I wouldn't go. Okay, it's okay. Uh, I mean, what have I told you? Jokes are funnier when they're explained. Texas. When you have to explain it detail by detail, it makes it funny. That's what people want. That's what they want. They want to know all the ins and outs. You come for the joke, you stay for the explanation. <laughs> yeah. That's how comedy works. I mean, you don't you don't turn on like a, a, a crime show and be like, see, like, you know, some some girl get murdered. You're like, okay, I'm done. You want to know how it happened. Right. The, Im- <laughs> the implication is his mother is a large woman. Yeah. That's the joke. <laughs> In reality, it doesn't matter what size she is. It's just funny. Texas says, quote, not cool enough to be screeched, TK. No, he's not. Texas says, shut it down. Danny Tanner's the winner. R.I.P. Bob Saget. I keep forgetting that he died. There's many of people I'm like that, too. I'm at that age now. I was just recent. It was a couple months ago. I'm seriously at that age now where I'm like, dead or alive? Dead or alive? And it's not, I hate it. Um, But we have Google, so it makes it a lot easier. I I don't want to, Danny Tanner seems to get too cool. What Full House did you watch? I mean, I, there's I, nothing cool about Danny Danner outside of his commitment to being a good father. What are you talking about? He was host of a morning show in San Francisco. He was lame he as a, hell. He had a, a badass uh, brownstone. He was completely OCD. Supporting, he was help supporting his. And didn't he end up getting hooked up? Didn't he get hooked up with another hottie by the end of the season? Not really. Did I thought he ended up getting with somebody? I mean, his dedication to cleanliness, I will say, is like Scott Satterfield taking over the defense. He's like, just let me do it myself. I'll handle this. So does that make which does that make Brian Brown Joey or or Uncle Jesse? Um, or Kim, more of an Kimmy Aunt Becky. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely some Gibbler vibes. Some Gibbler vibes. Michelle, maybe. <laughs> Why is she still on the show? Do we ever establish like? Was it? How did Danny's mom? How did the wife die? Was it a car accident? I want to say it was a car accident. That's that sounds familiar. I believe that was what was said. And Jesse was her brother, and Joey was just his college roommate. Correct. 
I know we've probably gone on this before, but just I, I try to remember. Keep and then the reboot, which is all about which I never watched. DJ, well, I, I watched a couple of episodes. I did too. Actually, I took that back. My wife and her sister were watching it. Um, and there's also one with what's his name, the weird dude from the Astros, or the weird dude from the Giants. The who's the outfitter? Threw weird, had a funky batting stance. Play for the Giants. Like during the first run or second run? Like when they won the World Series. In the second run. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I, uh, talking about Pandas? Pandas? Sandoval? No, not not Big Panda. Okay. Um, he had a weird stance, but it's just because he's a big dude. It was, he, no, he's, like, he's a white guy, just goofy. I mean, the only goofy stance I know is the guy from the Red Sox. Oh, God, it's going to drive me crazy. Kevin Eucula. Eucalus? Yeah, he's got a pretty weird stand. He, he, or who, he oh, threw who, really funky. Julio Franco, remember that stand? Of course, I remember Julio Franco. He was the bat above his head. I used to try to do that too. Never worked. I didn't get into the remake. Hunter Pence. Good lord, it was gonna drive me crazy. Thank oh you. yeah, I remember Hunter Pence. Anyways, yeah. like their story, their backstory. DJ's husband was a. They basically did the same exact show. Her husband was a firefighter who'd passed away, and then the, the girls moved back in. Kimmy moves in. Her old friend moves in, and Stephanie, her sister, moves in. Michelle's the only one who didn't redo it. Michelle right? was not there, and they made like a reference to it in the first episode and they never did it again. broke the fourth wall <laughs> i come to shows like fuller house for just complete cinematic professionalism and i was appalled i mean this might be blasphemy but like and i try i did i i'm with you i kind of watched the first like, little of the first season of fuller house but i guess one reason why i didn't like grasp it and love it as much is because i just was never that love of full house the original anyway i watched i was into it when i was i mean I, it was okay but it wasn't it wasn't even like it probably came in third on my TGI TGI list. I'm sorry, I'm cracking up. The text line is like just a thousand texts saying Hunter Pence, and then smack in the middle of them all is one saying Craig Biggio. <laughs> he did. He did have a funky stance. He was an Astro. He did. <laughs> he was traded for Larry Anderson. Let's take a break. When we come back, hour number three, we'll continue to get weird. More text on the Thornton text line at 502-414-1450. Uh, we had a lot of basketball recruiting notes in the first hour. We will get to one big football recruiting note in the third hour. That's coming your way next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. to me tonight Ooh. there would still be music left to write uh -oh. what else can i do i'm so inspired by you that hasn't happened for the longest time i feel like in those second two bars he, he starts to sound like johnny mathis and i don't know how it happens like what else can I do? I'm like, I, where did that come from? I just been a, a fantasy football league with a guy named Johnny Mathis. Really? Yeah. Oh, you got. You found me when you put your arms around me. I haven't been there for the longest time. It's a good song. Whoa, for the longest time. That's how I feel about Louisville winning two games in a row. <laughs> 
Oh, I think I think taking a water break there. I forgot to take over for you for a second. Hey, it's good. You're good. <laughs> it's like Satterfield's like, I'm that voice you're hearing down the hall. Brian Brown. You, you should be scared to lose your job. Teams. <laughs> no, See, I can almost get back to the high notes. No now. one likes Brown. Because <laughs> he makes us brown. <laughs> We haven't had good D for the longest time. We haven't won there for the <laughs> longest time. Beat Wake Forest. Now we know that <laughs> bowl games are inside. <laughs> Only if we beat Wake under the lines. Oh, we could make a whole song here. Still, it could be the whole hour. Still gotta beat James Madison. <laughs> And hold UK to under 50 for the first time. <laughs> what was Ben stinking? Scheduling. You've always got to work Vince into it somehow. And it's got to be negative. Uh, this is the third hour of the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Wednesday to you. It is. As we, uh, last Wednesday of October around here, it will Tough be November before too. you know it. We will be into football and basketball coexisting season. Uh, is a wacky Wednesday, weird Wednesday, whatever you want to call it. Text on the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. Uh, we had a lot of hoops recruiting notes at the beginning of the show. We've got one big football recruiting note to get to today. Reuben Bain. Familiar with the name? Say it one more time. Reuben Bain. Another Reuben? Another Reuben. We love this one just as much as Owens. Reuben Hurricane Bain, it's his nickname. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, now, now it rings a bell. Was yeah. planning, you know, he has taken multiple visits here to Louisville. He's out of Miami. One of the t- he's a top 100 player in the overall class in 2023. One of the top edge rushers in this class. A scholarship offers from virtually every program in America. He's down to a final six. He announced this a few weeks ago of Louisville, of course, Alabama, Auburn, Miami, Florida State, and Oklahoma. I bring his name up today because he announced today that he will be back in town for another visit to Louisville this weekend. Not sure if he's met a girl here. Not sure if he just likes it here. But the fact that you're getting him on campus for a third time, I believe, yeah. is no small accomplishment. Get AJ once. I, yeah. <laughs> get Pete Thomas on the uh, the basketball side. I mean, seriously. Let Pete Nocta teach Nolan Smith a thing or two. But uh, Ruben Bain in town this weekend. Another great piece of news on the football recruiting front. Also, I mean, I, I think that the the reports from last weekend were all good on the football side. I mean, basketball, obviously a mixed bag with A.J. Johnson, Carter Bryant pulling out at the last second. With football, it's I mean, you've got Luke Burgess taking a, a selfie video of him and, and Jack Harlow together saying, like, we look like twins. You've got Madden Sankard, of course, like trying to get everybody in the world to you know, commit to Louisville while he's there. You've also got, I mean. In relation to James Burgess? No, they're different races again. I feel like. Well, I, I didn't know that. I just saw the name. I heard the name. I mean, I mean I'm just letting you know. Uh, the, First of all, I don't see color like you, apparently. Well, I'm answering the question about any relation. <laughs> could be. What was the last time it happened to where, could I, be where you finally kept doing this and I finally had to keep me? I finally was like, well. Well, it uh, was it was that player, was like, yeah. Quiet. The guy you're talking about, black. <laughs> like you put me in this spot a decent amount on the show. But the other big news, I think that, that it has funny. people ta- talking. Cole Martin was in town over the weekend. He's committed to Oregon. He's the number uh, five athlete in the class of 2023. And there was a whole lot of during the locker room celebration, like a whole lot of people were like trying to imply that Cole Martin had told them he's committed to the U of L. One to keep an eye on would be a very cool thing. He has not flipped yet. He said he had a great time here. But uh, you know, I think Luke Burgess was another one. He tweeted the picture of like him and Sanker 
and somebody else and Cole Martin was like, three U of L commits right now. Could it be four? Like, dot, dot, dot. We'll find out. And then after the game, they were sort of people were implying in the locker room that he was telling people that he was going to go come here. Maybe he got caught up in the moment, but it sounds like that visit went very, very well. Hopefully, the fruits of Jack Harlow's labor are going to be felt on the football side of things, just as they were on the basketball when he got Brandon Huntley Hatfield. I mean, he, we, hopefully, he can also dunk recruits into our goal. It's time to step it up, Harlow. How much will Jack Harlow's SNL performance on Saturday dictate our recruiting? If he kills it, I feel like 2023 class, Flyville, only going to go higher. I mean, what if he goes under and he drops a bleep UK on there? Oh, God. <laughs> would, would UK even have a season at that point? Would Calipari just call it quits? We can't come back from this. The outrage of Kentucky fans did boycott SNL. They already do. They'd boycott. They made fun of Trump too much. They, they, they don't, they're not going to deal with that. We boycott. Get this show off the air. I mean, the amount of, the amount of people. This woke stuff. If that did happen, if Harlow said bleep UK on SNL, oh. the, you would be able to search this tweet and come back with fifty thousand results. If you just searched. SNL's still on, or people still watch SNL. Yeah. Every UK fan oh, would have joke. the same joke. Yeah. yeah, like people still watch SNL. Listen, I, I I don't watch SNL, but I'm not be I'm not gonna make a joke like I didn't know what on still. Still on the air for a reason. Yeah, I mean, I, plenty I, of people I, watch so it. Is that if SNL is getting canceled? I feel like that's going to be a headline. I'm going to notice. I just it would be hilarious if he made some sort of reference to UK, and they're like, "Oh my god, we've got to blow this whole thing up." Like the I still know the Simpsons being made. Yeah, still. I mean, on. if they're going to cancel Simpsons, I think I'm going to see that headline. Yeah, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. We've, uh, you know, it's Weird Wednesday. We we'll let you take control. We're going to let the, you. Dude, the longest running show was some new episodes. What? Well, Simpsons now, right? No. Scooby Doo. Really? Ran from like the sixties to the nineties. Yeah. God, I didn't know it was on that long. That's crazy. Yeah. Because I know Monday Night Football's up there too. Probably, yeah, because it started in like 70, what, 73 or something like that. OVW was up there. They made Al Snow talking about that. Be honest with you now, think about it. That that was a stat I looked up probably a good 10 years ago. It may have been passed by now. What? The Scooby Doo stat I just gave you. Now, think, now I'm just starting to think about it. I was like, that was a stat I think I looked up back in like 2010, 2012. It might have been passed yeah, by Simpsons now. Yeah, Simpsons is easily number one. Yeah, because I was going to say. I don't see Scooby Doo on this list anywhere. Well, it was, it was, it was, because it, it ran new episodes, even though they were kind of offshoot episodes, but it ran from like 60. It was early 60s to like 92, 93. So it was it was like roughly 30 years, which would have been probably past. Simpsons are past 30 years, aren't they? 19, yeah, yeah 30, 89. 34. Yeah, they're 1989. 733 consecutive episodes for The Simpsons. That is easily the most. Law and Order Special Victims Unit is second with 520. And then Law and Order, well, the OG. I, I wasn't going by episodes. I was going by the years it was on being made, but okay. Well, I still don't see Scooby-Doo anywhere. I know. I was, it was on a Wikipedia page one time I read it. Well, I'm on Wikipedia right now. Because <laughs> it was like, it was talked about like the longest thing like, live action, non like soap opera was like uh, Gunsmoke, I think. Yep. Gunsmoke was up there. Um, now, if you start talking like, you know, soap operas, some of those have been on since the early 80s. A lot of them aren't being made anymore, though, but it's still on the list, yeah. Uh, it's there, trust me. Okay. <laughs> Not anyway, but we mentioned U of volleyball back in action tonight at the KFCM Center against Notre Dame. They should get Anna DeBeer back tonight, which is a huge deal. If you want to say, you know, why had they lose to Pitt? Why they drop a set to Virginia Tech? They haven't had their best outside hitter available for the last couple of weeks. So suck it, everybody. You know what I want? You want what? Anna Anna DeBeer, baby. Don't you know that I love you, darling? 
<laughs> and, 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 uh, be, uh, baby. A little bit of a force. <laughs> Anna De Beer to in the Garden of Eden. I don't know why in the God it's in the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden. You're thinking of the Simpsons when when, when 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 Bart put the music on the the the, the organ player and she played twenty straight minutes of In the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And just passes out, yeah. It's actually in the Garden of Eden. In the God of the Vida, baby. There you go. In the Anna de Bia, baby. You know she's gonna spike you, darling. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why this comes to thought thinking when I hear her name. Texas presidents and Kardashians, what can't Trevor list on? I mean, they're one one and one one and the other, right? I mean You did not get for, for the record, you did not get all five, but you came well, you got three and a half. <laughs> what was the how is Kendall? No, you said what Kyrie for Kylie. Kylie, okay. <laughs> I was surprised that you got that many. I, I knew you'd know Kim. I wasn't sure how many you could get outside of that. But Kendall also doesn't even count technically. She's a Jenner, right? Kendall and Kylie are both Jenners. The, okay, the other three are Kardashians. So I did get through all, all three Kardashians then. No, you didn't get Courtney. Oh, that's that's what I'm saying. Courtney, the president's on fire. I mean, who, who did Courtney marry that was famous? She's married now to no. Courtney's married now to Travis Parker, the drummer from Blink One Eighty Two. I did not know that was the name of the drummer. Yeah. Okay. Texas, Iowa, and Texas ain't making it to the Final Four in women's basketball. I mean, like you said, Iowa lost the second round. Well, I don't even remember Texas being in the tournament last year. I'm assuming they were. I mean, I'm assuming they were, but, did, I mean, do you remember seeing them anywhere, like, beyond the Sweet 16? I don't remember seeing their name. I don't know what they did. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I would think I would remember. I mean, I at least remember Elite Eight teams, usually, within a year. Maybe not two years past, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if they did. I, I know. I mean, Iowa had. Uh, I knew Iowa because they had a score that was supposed to be really good. Caitlin Clark, who's yeah, like elite. She's fantastic. That's why I remember Iowa. But yeah, they and they got upset by their arch rival on their home floor, which was very embarrassing. Yes. They. Sh- I mean, they should be good, but like acting like it's a done deal is it's kind of silly. But whatever. I'm not gonna get that mad about the athletic. Texas- it's gonna be like the Donna. What was the the, the girl that played for uh, Delaware, Vermont, whatever the Donna. Elena Della Donna. Yeah. yeah. And then, she lost the Sweet 16 too to Kentucky, by the way. Yeah, but she also like was a one person team. Iowa was better. Like they have a good women's basketball program. You would think. Yeah. Texas says, uh, Trevor, is your uncle going to Breeders' Cup? If yes, drinks on me at the Silks Lawn. I'll be out there on Friday. <laughs> he might. I don't know. I'm knowing him, he's, if there's a way he will go. But is it when? When is it? This weekend? Next weekend. Yeah, because Mail Manuals this weekend. It'll be happening. Was well, that in Lexington? But it'll be happening. The same time that we're playing James Madison. Well, he don't care about that. He's a UK fan anyway. Mm. Uh, yeah, no. I know. I would like to say he's adopted, but he's literally the only one that wasn't in the family. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's right. He's the way to go, but I don't think he, I don't know if he's going to make you for drinks because he's un, uh, he's not much of a drinker. Texas Kanye is no longer a billionaire officially. He lost about seven hundred million dollars in net worth in the last week. That's not a billion. That's what he said. He's going down from he's going down from billionaire status. He's lost it. Worst Poor thing guy. in the world, yeah. So we could go fund me for him. There's this TK's thoughts on Eagles trading for Robert Quinn. I like it. It's a nice addition to the rotation of our defensive line, especially with Brandon Graham getting up there and being banged up a little bit. And uh, also, uh, uh, what, um, Derek Burgess is never staying healthy, so it would be a nice addition to go with him. Rotating with uh, guys like uh, Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis and Hargrave, who's a nice pass rusher to play on. Donovan Sweat. We got a nice defensive line. If the Eagles were to lose this weekend and ruin their perfect season, would you just blame Robert Quinn? 
What if they just start sucking now? No, no, no. <laughs> Get this guy off the team. I mean, maybe I'm still, I'm actually surprised the Bears traded him. I'm, I don't think we probably gave up a lot for him. I would think no more. I mean, because Robert Quinn's up there in age too. I mean, he's been in the league since like 2010, former first round pick. I think maybe he's probably like a fifth or sixth round pick. We only gave up. Texas, I'm starting to believe that the reason we haven't received a ruling from the IRP yet is because the NCAA is going back to tack on an extra level three violation for direct association of a sports brand reluctant to drop an anti-Semitic sponsor. It's <laughs> a good text. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't somehow punch We were going to let them skate. Then we found out they were recruiting a Kanye kid. It's like they're basically... They're an, with Adidas. They're basically an anti-Semitic school. It's like we're number... We, we always get like an A-plus rating on the those LGBTQ rankings of, of, of schools. Like their they're overall you know, compliance. Do um, we? Yeah, we're, we're always like... We always get the, the award that they give out every single year. And so if we got hit with something like this, it would be so NCAA to be like, well, you're loosely affiliated with Kanye West. You're banned. You're done. You're out of here. Fire everybody. Anti-Semitic, what can you say? Texas, so I listen to y'all on TuneIn, and I live in Alabama. The only other states that my phone has been in in the past two years are Tennessee, Kentucky, Mississippi, and Louisiana. I just got an entire ad deferment of Italian language ads. You're welcome. Dude, you need to travel more, dude. That's how cultured we are. <laughs> you haven't left the South in four years, and yet you listen to us, and people just assume this guy's going to pick up on Italian. Yeah. Bravo. I don't even eat Italian food that much. Bravo. Perfecto. <laughs> Meatball. <laughs> Mamma mia. Il conto, per favore. <laughs> That's how you ask for the check. I have a friend that, like, Embaciata. I can't remember the name of the show now to save my life, but a buddy of mine's like constantly, he spent like six months trying to get me to watch this show on Netflix that was in nothing but Italian. Ooh, that's a tough sell for you. And I'm like, I can't, I, to, he's like, oh, man, I wish I could remember the name of it too. You think I would? Cause he spent, I mean, I, I could tell you, he would call it KRC and be like, God, you need to make him watch this show. What was it? I don't remember. It was some like mobster show. It was on Netflix and it was in all Italian. And even like I was hanging at his house, he was like, he's like, he would put it on. I was like, hey, what's up, man? He's like, oh, you're, you're coming over to hang out? I'm like, yeah, for a few minutes. He's like, let's put this on. You got to watch it. He's like taking advantage of it. And I don't remember. Like, if you said the name of it, I probably would remember. So you just never gave it a chance. But I never, I mean, it was, one, he's, I don't get into the, ta- the, the mob stuff like he does. He's like a big mob guy. But like, also, it's, it's an Italian. Sabura? No, no, it wasn't Sabura. Bad Blood? No. <laughs> Gamora? That's it. Okay. I think it was Gamora. It's the worst review to the three that I just mentioned. So. <laughs> well, first of all, you've used the term bad blood way too much this week. Well, there's a show called Bad Blood. I know. Yeah. <laughs> all three of those, by the way, are about Italian mafia. Mobs. <laughs> Watch Gamora's about, uh, or Gamora's about activity in Naples. And for what it's worth, the, the, the friend I'm, a, I'm referring to, he is kind of a, a television slut. Like he, he's one of those guys that likes everything. Oh. Like you can, you got to take his suggestions with a very huge grain of salt sometimes. Like, is it, is it better to be that or like the people or be accused of being like, like hate hate everything you watch? It's always better to be the like everything guy. I don't know. Yeah, Texas Bobby Petrino is sensei sensei from Cobra Kai. <laughs> no, the reference only you would get. I, I don't get it. He's not. He's not. No, he's talking about. He's. he's no, he's, he's, if anything, he's the, the main guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's the, the, the slick back hair guy that's in the third one. I forget his name now. 
Terry says, I'm going to be LeTrevor Weedwell for Halloween. <laughs> we got to see this picture. I'll find it. It's taken in my mom's room. Texas, the lost ending wasn't necessarily bad. It just had no real closure. Left 100 loose ends. The first four seasons to make it worth it. That's what I was saying. It's the Petrino thing. Yeah. That's why he's Bobby Petrino. The show's Bobby Petrino. Texas, a lot of local pizza places you would have gone, uh, you would have to go to get your food before. Hold on. A lot of local pizza places you would have to go to to get your food have the cupped pepperonis. Yeah. Well, you name a lot of them. You, you give me a name on their tag. Well, I told you that the Sicilian place downtown, whose name I cannot remember, I had it. And I loved it when I was working down there, but it, I don't work down there anymore. But it's uh, safe to say they're few. They're they're, they're far less to do the the curled the curl pepperoni than do regular. I think so, but a lot of the local places I do see it all the time. Like I follow like local food accounts on Instagram, and I feel like every time they're going to one of these pizza places, I'm always like, oh, I need to go there, and they've got pictures of like the cup pepperoni. I haven't seen them in, I, it was just, I think it was Mark's Pizza or something I saw. It was a commercial that made me think about it. And I just, I, you keep saying there's number of people, your texts are saying that, I, where, I, I don't see these everywhere. Yeah, but you only eat Domino's and Papa John's. And Pizza Hut. And Pizza Hut. And yeah. Bear Nose sometimes. Bear Nose, yeah. I used to get Wicks where they closed Goose Creek. Yeah, they do. They have one near us now, which thankfully they can deliver. They have it on DoorDash. I just don't, I don't do right pizza now. on DoorDash though. Uh, oh, you can't eat pizza either. It's like the big. It's like the worst one. It makes me. Yeah, it's like the. Does it make you sick or just make you? My whole body like in flames. It's terrible. Like it's the. We tried taking some tums. Yeah, thank you. It's the. Oh, I would have thought of that. It's the <laughs> the mozzarella and the the cheese and the. Um, the tomato, like to- anything tomato, because I, I did a, a big, I basically ate nothing for like two months when I, this whole thing started, and then did like a reintroduction deal where I'm like, which foods are gonna bleep me up? And there's some things that are inflammatory or high histamine that I still I can eat just because you know, whatever for whatever reason my body can take them. And in certain things, I'm like, okay, this absolutely just floors me. And unfortunately, like pizza's the worst one. Well, it's okay because I get very light sauce anyway. Yeah. I ordered a Thank pizza you. with I once ordered a pizza from Pizza Hut with no sauce. That's disgusting. They called me to make sure that I, they didn't like misread it. Texas, when the horse person comes on, have Trevor act like Zach Galifianakis when he does between two firms. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I've seen some They're of great. Texas Nance called his first four in 1991. Musburger had been forced out after 1990 when UNLV crushed Duke. Good timing for Nance. He he basically Nance made Coach K. <laughs> So what? When was it? So his first one was the Kansas one. Is what we said ninety one. Ninety one. Okay, that was yeah, Kansas. That was yeah. Do 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 go over Kansas. Yeah. So but essentially, Nance is what got Coach K over the hump. Couldn't win the big one until he had Nance calling it. Well, you could say that, or it could be the fact they cheated the UNLV in that game. No, it's Nance. I mean, the the the, the, the officials were. I mean, might, they might as well have been wearing Coach K faces. Texas. How about Tom Spakowski from Office Space for Satterfield's character? <laughs> that. that. That might be my favorite comparison right now. I've had trouble putting my finger on one. It's well, we jump the question to was, conclusions. The question was sitcoms. That's true, yeah. That's I do feel like Satterfield would love an out. Like he'd be like Thomas Picasso, where he's like, I was just so stressed out, and then finally I got hit by a bus and it made my life so much better. <laughs> Truck me. <laughs> I I do feel like he would be like, I'm living my dream. This is great. Back in Boone. It's the great when they're talking to the lawyer in the backyard about conjugal business. <laughs> conjugal pound you in the, yeah. Takes a Satterfield as Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. Eh. I don't even know if he's cool enough to be Ned. He's, no, you know who he is? You're being so he's mean. He's Milhouse's dad. That's who he is. 
He's that's your match. That's the perfect sitcom for him. You just think of like the the worst characters possible. That he's not that bad. You have to find <laughs> you have to find somebody with redeeming qualities. He well, Ned Flanders has redeeming qualities. Some, I guess. Oh come on! I mean, Ned's a loser. He's like eighty years old. He's he, he's a good father. Not eighty. He's still he's more he's hey, got young children. No, he's like I think they I think when the when the last when the many years ago they revealed his age was like sixty eight. He's got two kids that are like Bart's age. I know, but he was like he's in his eighties. Because Homer Homer thought he was being he's sixty, still very old. No, because because that's how you how do you have to be to get in Hurricane Nettie? He is shown as a child in flashback thirty years earlier, but later in Viva La Ned, he states that he is sixty years old. Yeah, because he gets caught using a senior discount. Okay, guess how old Homer is. And Homer sees him using a senior discount, and that's what he thinks he's lying, and that's how they found out how old he is. Guess how old Homer Simpson is. Um, 42. 39. Does that make you feel bad? He's a year older than I am. Yeah, he was 39 what, when the show started? Well, he's third, perpetually. They're all the same age. Yeah. They stay the same age forever. Despite the world getting improving around them, internet and everything, computers. He's 39. That's, that's terrifying. That's a, that's a reality check. I was watching the movie Role Models last night, and it was like listening Where to- Where are you going with this? Paul Rudd, he was like, I'm 35, and what have I done with my life? I'm like, I don't know, I'm 42, I'm watching you on a movie. It does, all these <laughs> characters makes me feel terribly bad. It also, like, that was the least believable thing about the, or the, the most insane thing about the show that was believable at the time, but now is not believable. Like, Homer Simpson is a, what, barely high school graduate who works a blue-collar job. His wife does not work. They have three small kids, but they can afford, like, a mid-sized home in middle-class America. Could not do that today. The same thing. Married with Children was the same effect on me. Like, they used to talk about how poor they I'm like, do you see the size of the house they're living in? Hollywood. I mean, come on. I think Homer, though, I, I think there was a plot line that said where, like, they sued the condom company for, for Lisa's pregnancy, like, and that's how they got the house. Really? I think, I, I don't know if that was The Simpsons. That was a storyline somewhere on a sitcom I remember reading or watching, and I think it was The Simpsons. That vote. I hate the Bob Barker. Um, Texas says, so when do we get the Mitch Craig air surf throwdown for big H- HVAC supremacy? It's all about the air surf here. <laughs> I miss celebrity deathmatch. It was a good show. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, they bring that back. Texas says, um, <laughs> did I hallucinate or was there a was there an Amish kid named Gabe Wisnesser with Nickler? <laughs> or with something on our team, whatever happened to that beefy boy. Gabe Wisnitzer was on the team for the last multiple seasons. I think he's Amish. Like, I don't, he did kind of look he Amish. He had a big beard. He did look Amish. I love Gabe. That. Uh, he has transferred to Ohio. He will be a junior center on the team this year at, for the Bobcats. Okay. Go Bobcats. Texas, Go Gabe. Trevor's not going to like this. Big Game Boomer ranks Brian Brown's defense in his top 40 nationally. Big game boomer sucks. So I, Who's I, big game boomer. We've had this discussion before. He's the guy who always posts like the like random college football account that has like the forty best this, the forty best that. He, he's posted me twice, like the best person for Louisville, and I still hate him because the, the <laughs> lists are they're total clickbait. Um, but yeah, it's some random guy who like somehow made a living by pissing people off by having these like top forty graphics or top fifty graphics. But I mean, but Louisville's defense—it's an easy thing to piss people off on the internet with. Very. I mean, like, all the, I see all these college basketball accounts now that are like. The top twenty forwards, and, and they have like the graphic out there, and I'm like, why are you getting so mad about what like College Hoop sixty nine is having to say? Like, this is just some random guy who's trying to get engagement. And you can't go on Twitter 
at any time of the day and not find something trending that is linked to someone posting like five movie titles and saying, which one of these would you leave exactly. out? Exactly, yeah. And, and these guys, the sports accounts now are all like, my best jobs in college basketball, and it'll be kind of normal, but weird. Like they'll have like Texas at three above Kansas and Kentucky just to get you Kansas and K and get mm-hmm. UK fans like furious. And it's a smart thing to do, but I don't, I still know how you make money off of that. But apparently, some people do. I guess I don't know. Porn ads at the bottom. I, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Texas says Satterfield is Dorothy from the Golden Girls. <laughs> not, not 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 Blanche. <laughs> I don't remember the Golden Girls well enough to evaluate that reference. Well, which one was that? Was Betty White's character right, Dorothy? I don't remember. I remember watching the show. It's been thirty years. Yeah, because because uh, B. Arthur was oh, I can't remember her new character's name, but it wasn't. I don't think it was Dorothy. Or was Dorothy the mom? I don't know. Like you, you can keep asking me. I don't know anything. Oh, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, then we can move on. <laughs> I'm talking to the wall. <laughs> Answer me, Wall. All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we can Jeff Wall. We can get to more text. Uh, we, we can Kelly Dickey's throwing out a couple of football stats. We can get to as well. Nah, Before we take a break, though, reminding you, First Bankers Trust. If you have financial needs, only one place to go, and it's First Bankers Trust. They're going to work with you individually to help you meet not just some of your financial goals, all of your financial goals. For more of what First Bankers Trust can do for you, visit their website, FirstBankersTrust.com. Some are saying it's the best financial website ever created in the history of mankind. Uh, for defensive needs, for beating teams in the state of North Carolina needs, for financial needs, all of those equations start with one word. That word is trust, First Bankers Trust. Go to FirstBankersTrust.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Happy Billy Joel Wednesday to you. He's got his own banner at MSG. Give him a banner at the Yum Center. Get all the banners back up there. Give Billy Joel a banner, too. Why not? The man deserves a banner. Everybody deserves a banner. Banners for everything. I've been saying it for years. Devalue the value of a banner. I mean, it's at least better than putting up a bunch of statues, right? Cheaper, too. Definitely cheap. <laughs> also, cheaper to keeper. Makes all banners feel less valued, which is a good thing for us right now. Yeah. Put them all up. I mean, we, we can't all have the same, you know, high integrity for banners like UK does. I was a little bit disappointed. I know we talked about Louisville Live on Monday, and I mentioned last week how I was hoping there would be some sort of nod to the 2013 team, which is the 10-year anniversary now of our national title team, which makes me feel awful, but whatever. Seems like just yesterday. It does. I was hoping there would be some, you know, obviously you'd love like a, the banner's going back up tomorrow or something like that. There was not that moment. But I did love Peyton Siva coming out and saying, I got my rings on because it happened. You can watch the game. You were there. Like, you know, suck it, basically. He didn't say suck it, but I, that's he how I said it. He basically said suck it. 
Uh, I enjoyed that moment, but there wasn't as much of the you know, kind of middle finger to the NCA. Hopefully that will come after the IRP's ruling comes out and we can be free and clear, but we'll find out. Uh, somebody sent this in and wanted me to react to it. I'm just now seeing this. I had not seen this quote before, but Paulo Bancaro apparently went on a podcast today and was talking about his experience, among other things, as a basketball player at Duke. He said he loved it, but this was the quote. He said, it was almost like they treated you like a zoo animal. In class, you'd see them over there whispering about you, staring at you. I done caught people trying to record me. Classmates started to bring their families to my dorm room. <laughs> it would suck. But I also think this is not something that's specific to Duke. Obviously, basketball culture is a huge thing at Duke, and it's a re- like, you know, they're a relatively small population in the middle of a bigger student body. But this, this same kind of stuff happens to, at Louisville when you're at the height of the program. I'm it sure certainly happens, happens in Lexington. Yeah, I'm sure it happens in Kansas and maybe not Texas because that's where they pay they don't care no about, money. They don't know who you go to Texas if you don't want to be recognized if you're a yeah, basketball I mean, player. They don't care about you. <laughs> They're not even coming to your games. They don't, they don't give a bleep. Know you more if you're playing guitar on the street corner. But I do want to make fun of Duke about it, even though it happens here to some extent. But at Duke, clearly it's worse. Don't go to play don't go play to Duke. That's the yeah. that's what Paul Bancaro's telling you. Come to play with Louisville. We're more <laughs> respectful. I, I mean it it would be, it is a weird thing, and it became a storyline around here. He can't be the first player to do that is gone too as well. No, I mean of course not. It became a storyline here, like high level athletes at programs where football or basketball is a very big deal. They're always going to be like segregated from the general student body to it to an extent, right? And I think that there's a good and a bad that comes with having specific dorm rooms for specific teams. Obviously, it's a recruiting tool. I mean, we now have the new Denny Crum Hall, the Den, and we had Billy Minardi Hall back in the day. But it does, it does further like take away the college experience from the players who want to have a normal college experience. But also, it's I think then you hear players like Brian Caro say this, and you realize it's kind of for your own good. You know, if you were in the middle of the student body, you would never be left alone. You'd have constant. Like he's talking about people bringing families to their dorms. Imagine if you were in I don't know like like a standard dorm with general students at UofL and you're a player of Paulo Bancaro's caliber, like you wouldn't get to walk up to your dorm without posing for a million pictures. Like you almost in this day and age have to have a Denny Crum Hall situation or Wildcat Lodge at UK or whatever dorm rooms they have for Duke. It's, I, I get where he's coming from. I get that it's annoying, but it would be a lot worse if they just tried to act like there was no difference between you and Joe Schmo, Duke sophomore, right? Listen, I've led the, the college life of Joe Schmo. You, you're better off being Mr. Popular, getting pictures taken everywhere. People didn't stop you all over Bowling Green? It's, no, well, a couple, but mostly they were cops. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the when you, when you get upset by that, and I'm not saying it, it can't suck, but it's like when somebody's like, uh, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. Rich people say money can't buy happiness. It's like we try being broke. Yeah. I mean... It can take away a certain amount of depression. Is yeah. what it can do. It may not be able to buy happiness, but it can eliminate the possibility for being sad for a very specific reason. Do you know anything about this? I just saw this trending. It was like a clickbait trend. Like, Carol's awesome, by the way. He's killing in the NBA. Is he doing well? He's in Orlando, right? 20 or, 20 or more points in all four of his first games. Nice. Has Orlando won a game? I don't know. Couldn't tell you that. <laughs> I just know he's been really good. So apparently there's a town... This is just the headline. What was supposed to be a luxurious urban development for wealthy foreigners has become an eerie half-finished ghost town in Europe. And it's like all like Disney-esque castles okay. are the homes. Like this picture is really kind of cool looking. And I'm like, 
don't know. Something about the ghost town thing always kind of like grabs my attention. Like I've stopped at a ghost. Have you ever been to a ghost town? No, I've seen videos of all the ones that are across China. Like I've stopped at one in in Arizona. It was kind of cool. It was called Two Guns, and there was like a spot where like I took a picture of it. Like where that was that's like Billy Kid supposedly hid there at some point in time. That's cool. Yeah, and there's like a gap. There's it's right by uh, Devil Devil's Creek or Devil's Bridge, I think is what it's called. But um, yeah, this is supposedly a a town like the the some obscene traveler, I guess. But it's like, I mean, it looks like nothing but castles, like, as far as the eye can see, and apparently it's completely empty. Interesting. It's sitting near the Black Sea. The town is full of half-finished, fully abandoned mini castles, 400, 587 to be exact. Was it just like a misstep that the they thought the world's elite would want to live in Disney castles, and they were like, I, I make more money than God. I don't want to live in, you know, Bell's Tower from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's wherever the Black Sea is, too. Apparently it's near. I mean, I don't know if Disney was was this part of like Euro Disney and that they went back, went belly up. Maybe who knows? Uh, so many people developers soon incurred a twenty four million dollar debt and construction was halted. Yeah, that sucks. I've seen a but there's a bunch of those like developments in China where they put a bunch of money into them and they yeah. ended up overpricing them to the point where like nobody wanted to live in them and like people will go up to them and they look like they're active communities and you walk through and there's just nobody there like nobody's living in any of the, the apartments nobody's going to any of the shops the and, shops aren't even open and who among us haven't watched the new drone videos of chernobyl and stuff like yeah. going through the old stuff yeah. and you've got kind of like that um the um what's the park over on the uh on the island here in, in louisville like the uh the theme park that that yeah, they got destroyed in the, fl- the great flood but you can still like see pieces of it still there i don't know what you're talking about oh man. it's right uh, when you're going like towards like the the Sermon Mitten Bridge, you know, that little like uh, peninsula land strip that's in the middle of the Ohio River. So like Falls of the Ohio? No, no, farther. Uh, I guess it'd be west than that, uh, west or south. I can't. I don't know which one it is. I don't have a compass on me, and I have no sense of direction. It's like an abandoned. It's from, it was. It was like a huge theme park back in like the like the 30s or whatever. And when the flood happened, it took it out, and that. But they still have a lot of it still there because they just left it there. No, I did not know this. It's a, it's a little island right off of uh, down, like right past downtown Louisville. This is news to me. I'm, I'm surprised you've never seen that before. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it either. If you said it, I'd probably wrecking a bell. But Texas, nothing will ever unseat Guntown Mountain. Oh, my parents loved Guntown Mountain. That was the one that just recently got like sold or something, right? Did it? Didn't somebody buy? Because the guy that owned it was like a big like cokehead, and he ended up having to sell it. Okay, yeah, I don't remember that. Or maybe it was like, okay, he bought it. I can't remember. <laughs> I just remember we stopped. Somewhere there was powder involved. <laughs> we always, you know, we always passed it when on, the, on the way to vacations. And we never, like my mom always wanted to stop. And my dad would never let her. And we finally did one time. And it was everything that we, you, you thought it was going to be. There was like a chairlift at one point that was the shakiest, shadiest chairlift of all time. You're very high up. And the, you have a very loose video. This, this place was like a lawsuit waiting to happen. They have shoot 'em up shows, like like they act out gun shows. It was, it was crazy, but it was wonderful. We took the tram down. We almost wrecked like fifty times. It was crazy, but uh, loved Guntown Mountain. Chances are you are you talking about Rose Island? I think that's it. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. Dugan also asked me if it was Fountain Ferry Park. Another text says, "I think he's talking about Fountain Ferry Park. It was burned down at the civil rights riots. I'm pretty sure." Okay, this one no, that that, that was if that's the case. I'm seeing that here too. Wikipedia, no, that was the, the one I'm thinking of was was the flood. Okay, Texas Rose Island. It was a summer getaway for richer people. Yeah, I mean that sounds about right. Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean it's old. 
It's not anything that's new. I mean, it's been abandoned for a long time. Oh, man, I'm just seeing Jerry Lee Lewis apparently has died at the age of 87. That's one where I'm like, Jerry Lee Lewis was still alive. I kind of was surprised, too. But. I mean, and he's only 87? Goodness gracious. Okay, apparently, this was Charlestown, Indiana, which is, I mean, I guess technically they, they can. Just glossing it. over Jerry Lee's death. <laughs> Still, once you get, yeah, but this once part, you get fixated on something, the part been dead be longer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was Rose Island, was what I was thinking of, by the way. Opened in, uh, closed in 1937. Texas, maybe you're planning on it, but it would be cool to mention the UFL volleyball match tonight against Notre Dame at the Yum. We did. Done it twice. Yeah. yeah, we started at the beginning of the show. Unlike Jerry Lee, we get, he got its respect. The beginning of this hour. Uh, yeah, they're playing at the KFCM Center tonight. Uh, hopefully, Anna DeBeer will be back, and we can get back on the winning side after Sunday's setback against Pitt. Texas says... R.I.P. Jerry Lewis, by the way. R.I.P. Jerry Lewis, we love you. Texas, this being the penultimate eve of the IRP ruling, have you made any plans for celebrating slash mourning when we get the Friday news dump? It does feel like Friday would be the most likely. Because I, I know the, the Memphis ruling was Saturday, I think, or a Tuesday, I mean. I think the NC State ruling was a Friday. Friday seems to be... I don't remember that. <laughs> although I, I feel like also if it's Friday, it's going to be bad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've, got, I've got no idea how to feel about this. Did you say Jerry Lewis or Jerry Lee Lewis? Jerry Lee Lewis. The musician? Yes. I was thinking the actor. No, Jerry Lee Lewis. Is the actor still alive? Jerry Lewis, like the Jerry's Kids? Yeah, <laughs> Jerry's Kids, yes, like original Nutty Professor. He's, I believe, <laughs> dead. This could be like the worst big game we could ever do on the show. <laughs> dead or alive? Jerry Lewis died in 2017. Okay. Well, that's not that long ago. So now both Jerry and Jerry Lee are, that's sad. They're both gone. Jerry Lee's the one that got blackballed for music for marrying his cousin. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Great Balls of Fire. Take your word for it. Yes. That's, yeah, that's yeah he, got, he pretty much got blackballed out of music for yeah, uh, sleep, marrying his like 14-year-old cousin. Well, that's, I mean, maybe he should have been. That's, that's, I mean, come on. We didn't blackball Woody Allen. He married his 14-year-old stepdaughter. And that's not... That, that says more about us than... Like, <laughs> I mean, we can't hey, Roman Pulaski and Oscar. Granted, I guess, you know, we could give him a pass. He did have his whole family slaughtered by the Manson family. But, I mean... Texas well-placed goodness gracious, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was just trying to make sure that you guys good grace while Trevor was still fixated on his Rose Island. <laughs> and now I moved on to Jerry Lee. Who I've informed you of other things. Texas growing up working class Guntown Mountain was our vacation. We refer to it as Redneck Gatlinburg. That's exactly what it was. I'd never heard of it until like just a few years. I think it was Nick Roush that brought it to my attention for the first time. Oh, yeah. It was there forever. And I don't and I, I just don't know why I never did it. Because it's down near Bowling Green, right? Like on your way to Bowling Green? I'll, maybe. I, honestly, I can't even remember. I remember we always passed on the way to vacation. And that's what always made me mad was when I think he told me something like that. And I was like, how did I never see this before? Because like I know the like prehistoric park that's on the way to Bowling Green, and I know the you're going to hell if you don't love Jesus signs everywhere from here to Bowling Green. But yeah, I never saw Guntown. Yeah, Guntown Mountain. I'd like to see. That. I like I like Wild West stuff. I like to see. I should probably go there. Texture says it's been a while, but I have the itch to go to a game for the first time this season. We'll be taking my kids to their first Cardinal game, which is something I've wanted to do ever since my dad got me into Louisville football. There you go. Scott's got him back. He lost me. It's been a while. Scott and Brian Brown. To a cards game with my Same kids. Same text. Does anybody else think of the meltdown in Step Brothers when you hear that song? What, the been a while? I guess for the longest time. Oh. <laughs> now he didn't just, just react to the song that you were singing three <laughs> seconds ago and send that text in. I mean, you don't know that. He kept fast thumbs. 
people also are just i guess these are people who i think of how much your mother when i hear that song i guess these are people who haven't listened to the show very long but people are shocked by your episodes pronunciation yes he says it like that <laughs> welcome to the show yeah i it took me i, I kind of i think you prepared I me for you it. Of it like day one i just don't understand why you don't just say it right you know you can't i don't mean to but you can change it. Just say episodes. Like, episodes. See, you can just you can do that every time. But if I'm talking like quickly and I'm going over stuff, I'm just gonna. It just comes out episodes. It's a southern thing. Don't blame me. Blame society. It's not a southern thing. It's a society thing. It's not. It's all. It's all because I grew up on the poor side of Westport Road. <laughs> it has nothing to do with your pronunciation of pronunciation of episodes. If I grew up farther down Westboro, the Ballard side, I'd probably pronounce it right. Texas says Cole Martin's dad coaches at Oregon, right? He does. Uh, his dad is, I think, a secondary coach for Oregon, which, yeah. He's the name of a long snapper. Cole Martin? Yeah. Did we have a long snapper named Cole something? Don't think so. It's Cole Sturgis or something? Cole Bentley is an offensive lineman. Like seven years until this year. I could have well, we, so we had a long snap. The one that got drafted by the Steelers. We had a Dale Martin who was a running back. So who was the long snap of the Steelers drafted? Uh, you asked me last time, and we ended up having to search it because I can't remember. Uh, I guess whether it was a Cole something we had as a long snapper here. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, it happens occasionally. I'll look it up so the text line doesn't do this again. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to just ask me these questions. Well, I can't do. No, you don't. I'm like, you should see me in college. Colin huh? Holba. Colin, see. It, Cole, Colin, I was close. Not really. Texas says, please change the subject. Uh, we don't have to hear, so we don't have to hear Trevor saying episodes anymore. It drives me crazy. <laughs> Texas says, listening to Trevor sing uh, Anagata DeVita was really creepy, like hearing an adult trying to lure a kid into their van with candy. In the, in the panel is van, my youngster. We've got hard candy Please for stop. you. Please stop. Texas says, can Trevor recite a haiku? Uh, oh, okay. Hold on. I can hold. Give me. It's like we're looking at Wayne's basement, but it isn't Wayne's basement. Isn't that weird? I don't think that was right. <laughs> they told me it was a haiku. Like we're looking at no. Haiku's <laughs> like twelve syllables, right? It's five seven five. The first line's five syllables. The second sil- uh, line is seven, and the third line is five. So. so, so, so so it's like we're looking at Wayne's basement. Seventeen would not be is more than five. Well, something it's like that. It's like we're looking at yeah, it's way more than seven. Five. <laughs> Texas says, "Oh God, that's terrifying." He sent the picture of that candidate with just his trick or treat. Oh, the the the, the creepy looking one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Texas Satterfield is George McFly with a chance to punch Biff this weekend versus Wake Forest. I like that. <laughs> Once again, we're getting away from TV, but it's okay. Texas says, really, Trevor? Dorothy was B. Arthur. Betty White was Rose. Oh, okay. Sorry. Texas says, the exit. I just remember Blanche because he was the easy one. Yeah. Texas says, the exit for Guntown Mountain is the Cave City exit. Okay, that's, that's Bowling Green, yeah. It's my dad's family's neck of the woods. Yeah, Cave City's right next to Horse Cave where if you were lived in Bowling Green, you said you are going to Horse Cave. It was just... Uh, that was um, a subtle way of saying I'm going to the porn shop. Uh, like, anybody was ever like, where'd you go to that day? I was in Horse Cape. Ah, I know what you got. Texas is a blackout game for Halloween. It is a blackout this weekend. 3.30, yes. blackout, Wake Forest, we're black. Texas. <laughs> it's pretty simple. What? It's simple as that. We're black. Just wear black. Team's wearing black, you should wear black. Texas says, Trevor, the other side of Westport Road is plantation. It's definitely not any better than your side. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm on the opposite you're, side. Yeah, you're I'm, on the, I'm, you're on the I'm across side. from Plantation, no. Yeah. I'm across from it. I don't live on Plantation side. But you are, but you're also further down now. Not really. No, I'm like right across oh, from it. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. Like my, uh, well, my neighborhood has two exits, but the, one of them is just right across from Valvoline, yeah, and, and Bayberry Drive. Texas, that was absolutely not a haiku. <laughs> what? They said in the movie it was. I, I think you're misquoting the the haiku. Probably. Yeah, I think that's the problem here. It's not It's not Wayne's World falsely advertising a haiku. It's that you didn't get the quote right. <laughs> that, that's also a possibility. Do you ever have to do haikus in like grade school? Probably. I'm sure at the time I, I did okay on it, but I mean, not now. The... <laughs> I was I was it was I was having trouble counting five seven five when you get scripted it to me. But I was having more problems trying to do that math quickly in my head. Uh, yeah, apparently in the movie it's not a haiku. It's 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 not even close. Oh, it's not. Okay. Does this seem weird to anybody else? I mean, we're looking down on Wayne's apartment. Only basement. that's not Wayne's basement. Isn't that weird? Yeah, well, that's the quote pretty much right then. Yeah, you you're very close. Yeah, well, that that was one that's one of my favorite scene, quotes. God. Other than he blows goats, I have proof. And they both just like look away. <laughs> I love Wayne's World. That's a great movie. Oh, we gotta get out. It's Wednesday. We gotta get out of here a little bit early. Let's make it happen now. I don't know if they're here for the show. They, they are. I okay. Heard about okay. There, yeah. Well, we'll call the show. Uh, I don't even know what if there's an NBA game tonight. There's is no. There's no. Wrestling? There's no action tonight. Okay. There's no early Mac football. But they're all taking a week off this week to get ready for action. It starts in November. We'll have Tuesday and Wednesday night football. That will be great moving forward. Um, so. Enjoy wrestling tonight. I don't. I don't know. The only thing I know on wrestling tonight is the main event, which is Moxley versus uh, Penta. Oh, what do you know? Moxley in another main event. Oh, he's the champion every week versus Penta. Uh, no, Ciro. Ciro Miro. Ciro Miro. That speaks Spanish. I got Moxley. Everyone enjoy your Wednesday night. We'll be back here tomorrow at three o'clock. We'll see you then. Uptown girl. I love this video. You know, I seen her in her uptown girl.